0: I am so sick of this. I am so sick of this, Rob. I, this is the dumbest idea ever. I think
1: I and, swallowed a beetle.
0: Yeah, you probably did. I'm uh. so done with this. I can't. And they're gone. Did you notice they're gone again? They're always leaving us behind. I mean, do you think the
1: earplugs were a really good idea?
0: I, You know what? Because I'm sick of having dirt in my ears before I go to attack someone and drink their blood. Yeah. Oh,
1: it. Hold on. I got to take these goggles off. I can't see shit. Mm. No
0: yeah, no, oh. you know, I, ooh, wow. It was worth attacking that, you know, soccer mom just to get these little goggles after she was done in the in the tanning booth. I know. I don't care how ridiculous I look. I am not, I'm a content <laughs> wearing vampire. I am not gonna risk getting dirt in my eyes just to keep the master happy.
1: Why do we have to sleep in dirt? That's what I wanna know.
0: Can't we sleep Hello? in fucking coffins? Thank you, thank you. A nice velvet-lined coffin Somewhere, you know, like somewhere dark would be cool. Who buries themselves in dust and dirt just to pop up for an effect?
1: Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I thought being a vampire would be a lot
0: cooler, but it sucks. It actually fucking sucks. No, it's making me more hostile because I have like dirt in my ass crack and (laughs) I'm mad all the time.
1: Yeah, like, okay, you know, how do you seduce people And drink their blood when you're trying to get dirt off your face and get all cleaned up and and you've swallowed like who knows how many bugs and beetles and tarantula. (sighs) Just, uh, I don't know. I'm really starting to question this whole thing and I might just end up staking myself.
0: Yeah, Don't do that. It's not worth it. We can go off on our own. We don't need him. You know, and I spent a lot of time and effort putting this outfit together. You know, I know I look like a Prince backup singer, but but this velvet looks good on me. It does, but
1: you've you've always got to dust it off. It gets dirty all the time.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget the one time I couldn't even arise because we had to wait for that truck to get off of me because I was under the ground.
1: That was the worst. I mean,
0: like, who would park right on top of you? This is so stupid. No, I say you and I forget the guy, and we just move up on our own.
1: Yeah, that's actually a good idea. I mean, let's start our own nest.
0: Yeah, we're done with this. All right. No more dirt naps for us. We're done, we're done. A nice coffin for you and I, and we're out of here. Yeah,
1: we'll find a good uh, French basement or something, catacomb. Oh yeah,
0: catacomb, I like the way that sounds. Yeah. All right, we're out of here. Have
1: you ever seen a vampire? Forget whatever you've seen in the movies. It's not like they're seducing everybody in sight with cheesy Euro trash accents, all right? They don't turn into bats. Crosses don't work. You want to kill one, you drive a wooden stake right through his heart. We think we got a nest inside this place. And chances are we'll find a master in here somewhere. I know your parents were bitten by vampires, and you were raised by the church to be its master slayer. No one knows vampires better than he does. Oh. My baby. But he met his match when he met the master who started it all. Jack Crow.
0: He was a priest. It's the first known case
1: of vampirism. The first and most powerful. You are the only one who faced Valak and survived. The master vampire has a telepathic link with his victims. You're going to help us find them.
0: Across. For 600 years, Valak has wanted to live in the daylight. A master vampire, able to walk in the sun, unstoppable.
1: Biggest nest of blood-drinking mud of the world has ever known. Time to kill some vampires. shut right behind us! Come on, come on! Woods. From the master of terror comes a new breed of evil, John Carpenter's Vampires. You never told me they could do that. I didn't know they could do that.
0: All right, judging from that introduction, we are going to be entering into the Ultra creepy world of John Carpenter's vampires, and we are so glad you joined us for this week's episode of the Midnight Masked Creature Cast. I am of Course and Mark, and I am joined by my ultra cool host. I'm Rob. Yep, we're so happy you're here. Yeah, and we hope
1: everyone's doing well. This is the first episode of 2023.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to kick it off with a bang.
1: Yeah, we're um, we're doing John Carpenter's Vampire Western.
0: Oh yeah. It's very much a Western, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It,
1: it totally is. I mean, did it, uh, watching it again, did it give you shades of from dusk till dawn a little bit, you know, with the background music and then the kind of dusty atmosphere?
0: Yes. And I've got to go right back to, uh, near dark. Like I talked about before, it reminded me a lot of that. Um, and I'm going to look up the woman's name cause I had it in my head and she's gone again, the female director. Um, but I, it reminds me a lot of Near Dark. Um, same thing, but I'm not discarding you because it, it reminds me of that as well. But I think people, there's for some reason vampires and and westerns, they just, uh, Catherine Bigelow is her name, by the way. Um, they just kind of go hand in hand, I think. Yeah. Um, which they, is the bottom. They are but, yeah. like,
1: when you think of Dracula, you think of like Eastern Europe, but um, I don't know, from Dusk Till Dawn and John Carpenter's vampires, they did really good with the, south of the border aesthetic and you know the whole dusty vibe and the western or i don't even know if it's western really i mean what would you call that music like a southern feel
0: kind of i don't know yeah it's,
1: it's just, like a very dark um like dark country i guess maybe
0: right yes yeah exactly right right but without the rhinestones right
1: like a rhinestone cowboy <laughs> oh geez well, that made my day. Thank you. <laughs> I got to stop. I just got songs popping into my head now.
0: The bedazzled vest made it for me. No one else can see it. But that was really nice. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so when did you first see this, Rob? Um, Actually,
1: well, I know I didn't go to the theater for this, <clears throat> but it was 1998, I believe, right after I watched Blade, because I was heavily into vampire oh. films at that time. Okay. And so I remember, um, I had bought blade on VHS. I was living with my then girlfriend at the time and I saw a preview for this movie and I was like, holy shit, that looks amazing. I can't wait to watch that and buy like the VHS. And so then I remember, I think it was the summer of 98 when the VHS came out and I ended up buying it and like, I was just on the couch watching this movie over and over and over again. <laughs> and, like, that's how much I loved it because, uh, I mean, James Woods, I'm not really a fan of the actor, but like just him in this movie, that did it for me because he was so
0: over the top. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he, could tell he was really like uh, into the role. Yeah.
1: It's like he full method in this film.
0: Yes, very much so. Now um, there's a couple things I want to say. First of all, was this the girlfriend that no one else could see but you that you were living with?
1: No, this was an actual girlfriend. (laughs) Okay, all right. Uh,
0: (laughs) um, Now, with oh, now I'm pretty sure. Just you know, in case someone's joining us for the first time, you you're way more a werewolf guy than a vampire guy. Is that correct?
1: Um, yeah. uh, Until '98, I would say. Like (laughs) then, I was more like not the. Not the Anne Rice kind of vampires, but like the the filthy vampires that were like eating rats and just killing people and shit like that.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Um, I. How do I say this? I do enjoy vampire movies. Um, they've never been my favorite subgenre. Like I've seen a plethora of them, like Nosferatu, all those, and I enjoy them. But I would I would gravitate way more towards. Uh, like a different genre, subgenre, like I, uh, before I would a vampire film. I will see them. I'll watch them all. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite thing in the world. Does that make any sense? I'm yeah. Saying? Okay. Not that I hate them because I love pretty much all horror for the most part. Um, but I'm way more a werewolf guy than a vampire guy. Um, now this one, now, and before I say this, I hope that everyone, you know, both of those people, your 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 relative and my one relative that still speaks to me or, who are listening, don't turn this off. Um <laughs> So I saw this in the theater. Of course you did. (laughs) I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. Um, Now, let me say this. People's tastes change. Okay. Um, When I, now, this is John Carpenter, of course, who's done like Halloween and the fog and the thing and all those things. Um, But he also did uh, Prince of Darkness in 87. He did In the Mouth of Madness in 94. And then he did this in 98. The reason I mentioned those three films in particular is at the time when I saw them, I did not like any of the three of them.
1: And I was like,
0: oh, I'm really losing faith in my favorite director.
1: Oh, wow. Now, I Um, thought, like, I have to contest that point for not, well, Mouth of Madness, it was a little eh, -eh, But Prince of Darkness, especially, that one was, uh, that still scares the crap out of me.
0: Oh, and okay, so I have totally changed my viewpoint on all three of these movies. I'm giving you my gut reaction at the very beginning when I oh, saw
1: okay, it. Oh, okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't turn us off. Don't, you know. Um, but yeah, they weren't what I wanted from the director at the time. Like, I was wanting, like, The Fog, and I wanted, like, Halloween. You know what I mean? It was just so different than what he was giving me. Yeah. And me, as a viewer that wasn't what I wanted. You know, like, I'm like, Oh, Alice Cooper's going to be in it, you know, in, in, you know, in uh, Prince of darkness and what uh, well, he was, but it wasn't Alice Cooper, you know? And there was just so many things I'm like, this is not <laughs> what I, I, I think as a viewer at, at my age, I just, I wasn't ready for it or it wasn't more of what I wanted. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. That uh, does. Again, I've totally changed on this, but yeah, this was, I think the uh, nail in the coffin. Um, for me, like actually being a John Carpenter, like supporter for quite a while. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I've totally turned around, but I've got to be honest. I don't want to like be misleading to anybody out there, you know, listening. Like I said, your relative and my one relative. <laughs> your oh. your
1: transparency is uh,
0: commendable, my friend. Well, thank you. I just don't want to be, I don't want, uh, how do I say this? I was actually uh, on my Instagram account. I was talking to someone about um, actually Terrifier too. And he was saying like, he just thought it was a little bit too extreme and, and he was too old for it. And to me, I don't think it's an age thing. I think it's your sensibility. And I don't want anyone, um, horror fan or yeah, horror fan of really who I'm talking to, not just a movie fan, but to feel like, um, their taste can't change. Or if they have a knee jerk, mm-hmm. either they love something or they like something or they loathe something, you know? that's not going to say that that's going to stay that way the rest of your life. Things will change. And I think I've said this before on the show, um, something I loved, like, you know, back in the seventies or eighties. Now I, you know, I may not feel the same way about it, you know, and then vice versa, something that I like, you know, really like now, who's to say in 10 more years, I, I I won't feel the same. So your taste does change and don't be afraid to, you know, revisit things later on.
1: Oh, right.
0: Right. Okay. All right. I just want to get that out there. But I do want to be honest. You know, at the beginning, I was really not a fan of this. I was like, oh, I'm done with Mr. Carpenter. I don't think he's giving me what I want. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean, if I was that much of a Carpenter fan like you were, I probably would have gone all the way back to the thing and expected every movie that he did to be like the thing because I loved it so much, you know.
0: I'll be honest with you, Rob. I still think I was in the mindset where I wanted huh? I was almost kind of still wanting riding the coattails of like a slashery kind of thing. I was still wanting kind of that kind of vibe. Really? Okay. That makes sense. I wanted my, I don't know. I don't know what I wanted. I just, this wasn't it. I can't explain it, but at the time this wasn't it. Yeah. This (laughs) was, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: This was made for like the, the nineties generation, I would say where it's like, you've got the, He's the hero, but he's also like the anti-hero because he's he's an asshole and, you know, he's like, you know, bucking up against authority and all that. But it's kind of like, a, you know, you've seen Pitch Black with- uh,
0: Oh right. my God, I love Pitch Black. Okay, oh my God, yeah. I love him so much. And oh so my God, it's like it. that
1: Riddick where it's like, he's he's not a good guy, but he's not necessarily a, a terrible guy either. So mm. it, it just, it gives me those kind of vibes where- the nineties and early two thousands were heavy with that anti-hero vibe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, um, we should probably move, move on. To- <laughs> I'm we're- sorry. I'll get off my soapbox and I'll just scoot it away. for you.
1: We're going but- to get caught in the weeds of this.
0: Right. Um, there's not a whole lot of like, First, it appears it's going to be an ensemble cast, but that changes very quickly. Oh, yeah. Are you okay if I just kind of talk about the the main actors that we're going to be dealing with? Are you okay if I get that out of the way? Yeah, I'm cool with that. Okay. So um, Jack Crow is played by James Wood, who you've already mentioned, Mr. Woods. Um, And he's basically our head vampire hunter. Now, I kind of chunked this up. So in the 80s, um, I know Mr. Woods. He was in David Cronenberg's uh, Videodrome with Debbie Harry from Blondie who I love. Um, and he was also in Stephen King's cat's eye with Drew Barrymore from 85. Then in the nineties, um, he was that movie with Dolly Parton straight talk. The one I talked to you about earlier mentioned it, uh, (laughs) with the lady who was like, was with another woman who I don't know if she couldn't hear well or what, but she basically just read her every, or gave her every line right after it was spoken through the whole movie. Um, (laughs) He also did the voice of Hades in the Disney movie of Hercules. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Okay, the reason I bring this one up, I mean, I did see that with my son. The reason I bring this one up is he is still making money off of that because I guess uh, Hades appears in like uh, a lot of Disney uh, properties after the fact. I guess there's video games and stuff, and he still looks like he's still getting kind of Royalties off of that, so that's been very lucrative for Mr. Woods. Wow! Um, and then he was also in uh, Sofia Coppola's *The Virgin Suicides* with Kirsten Dunst, which I love. I don't know if you would have seen that kind of movie. Mm, um,
1: I don't believe I have seen that.
0: Very good. Um, then in 2001, he was in *Scary Movie 2* with Anna Faris, who I love. Okay, so I much. did see that one. Yep. And then he was in *The Straw Dogs* remake in uh, 2011. Um. The original one, which, have you seen Straw Dogs? No,
1: that does not sound
0: familiar. Okay, I really, it's kind of like a revenge film. I really like, the original I really like The original um, was uh, Sam Peckinpah was the director with, and it had Dustin Hoffman in it. Um, the remake was, uh, it had Alexander Skarsgård, Kate Bosworth, and James Marsden, who was always going to be uh, Cyclops from the X-Men movie. But anyway, um, I recommend, if you're going to watch one, go with the original one, but the, the remake, he's in that one.
1: Okay. Yeah. Usually, the original is always the
0: best. Yeah, I really like the original very, very much. It's it's a it's a revenge kind of movie, but it's so so good. I highly recommend it. And uh, one more thing, and this is for Walter. Um, he, uh, Mr. Woods, is actually from Vernal, Utah, and he was born in 1947. Wow. So there you go. Okay. So moving on, um, his best buddy is Anthony Montoya. And I want to talk a little bit about Alec Baldwin. So (laughs) Alec Baldwin, uh, he was in Forever Lulu with Debbie Harry, who I love. He did Beetlejuice and Married to the Mob. He was that was both in 86. Uh, He did Miami Blues in 1990 with uh, with his then wife. I don't know if his then wife, but like he eventually married Dirty Kim Basinger. He did The Marrying Man in 91. He, of course, was The Shadow from 1994. And then uh, Augustine Burroughs. I was a big fan of his uh, works. He's a writer. He did Running with Scissors in 2006.
1: I think you've got the Baldwins confused because this is Daniel Baldwin, not Allen.
0: Yeah, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, did, uh, the remake of Attack of the 50 Foot Woman with Daryl Hammond in 1993. And he also did Lady Psycho Killer in 2015. He's um, not my Baldwin. That's all I'll say.
1: Uh, okay. Well, you know what? Um, apparently, Bruce Campbell was John Carpenter's first choice to play the Montoya character.
0: Are you kidding me? Why did that not work out? I know. It's like, why would,
1: like, maybe Bruce was shooting another film or something, but I don't believe that he would pass
0: that up. He would pass the production it up. of this movie would have waited as long as it needed to.
1: Yeah. I'm, how different would that have been if Bruce Campbell was actually the sidekick to James Woods?
0: Holy cow. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. To me, if you're not Alec Baldwin, you may as well just, I don't care what Baldwin you are. You're just not Alec Baldwin. Um, <laughs> that's so weird. I believe you. I just can't wrap my mind around that. When I read it, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, why
1: did they go with Daniel Baldwin over Bruce Campbell?
0: It's like, if i oh, this is so mean. I shouldn't say this. <laughs> it's like, if I can't have the best, I'll settle on the Baldwin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> At least the last name is noticeable, right?
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And you know, I've had, I've had my qualms about this because it was like, you know, James Woods was the over the top character. He was full on into it. And Daniel Baldwin was just kind of there chewing the scenery. And I was like, why doesn't he feel like he's into this movie?
0: I wonder if, and I love Bruce Campbell before this comes out of my mouth. I love that man. Um, I wonder if he would have negated, like the two of them, like Mr. Woods and Mr. Campbell, what would have that have been like both their characters? Would they have just like negated each other? Oh,
1: <laughs> shit. That is so true. You know? Yeah. Because, you know, James Woods, he, he had a deal with Carpenter where um, John, he would follow John Carpenter's, you know, the the direction of the scene. As long as James Woods got to improvise the next scene, so they they had like their little plan going on there for that film. So that's why certain aspects flowed differently because James Woods wanted to improvise some parts, and John Carpenter was like, "Okay, I'll make I'll cut a deal
0: with you, and we'll work together on this." I would be really very curious to know exactly which parts he improvised. Probably I'm, I'm the. Getting- Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Probably the when he was talking with father, he's like, "Let me ask you something." When you were staking just, that vampire back there, they give you wood.
0: See, you <laughs> are going exactly the same direction. I because we'll talk about that way more. But you're you're going the same direction I am with some of the dialogue. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, Now, just real quick I, on the the Blu-ray that I own, um, mine's a Twilight Time release. There's a whole like making of thing, and they're talking to John Carpenter. And he said he specifically didn't want, like, a big, like, muscle-bound, like, your typical action hero guy. And that's why he went with James Woods. Okay, yeah. Because he's, like, your typical of, like, the exact opposite of what you would think of in this role. Like, he's not your, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme, or he's not your Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's not this big, beefy, muscle-action hero guy. Yeah, he makes up for it with his mouth. <laughs> right, that he does. <laughs> and then... Um, our, our master vampire, Velek, is Thomas Ian Griffith. Yeah. And, things that, oh, go ahead.
1: I got to tell you, I didn't think I'd seen him in anything. And then I found out he was in The Karate Kid and like a couple other films. And I was like, oh,
0: OK. Yeah. So the two I know him from is from an action movie called Excessive Force uh, from 93. And he was in Call the Conqueror from 97.
1: OK. Didn't see uh, Excessive Force. Well, I might have seen Excessive Force, actually. OK. Um, but I did see the Karate Kid Part Three, and he was in Triple X, so I saw that. Um
0: But yeah, all this other stuff I didn't see in. Okay. Now see Call I saw because I'm a big comic book nerd, and you know, that's why I saw Call the Conqueror.
1: Okay. Well I think I did see that, but I barely remember it.
0: There's no need to lie to me, just to sound cool. People know <laughs> people know how this show goes by now. They know who the cool one is. No. <laughs> I mean, I watched Conan with Arnold, so you know. Oh yeah, my my grandmother took me to see that, and I remember distinctly in the sex scene, she leaned over and she's like, "We don't need to tell your mom that I took you to see this." <laughs> <laughs> I love my grandma; she was so sweet. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really know the actor. I mean, I have no qualms with him. I just really didn't wasn't very familiar with him in in things, Mr. Griffith. Yeah. I got to um, say,
1: I didn't really pay attention to too many actors back in the day. So where it's oh, like, you know, watching the movies again and going over the cast. It's like, oh, they were in this movie that I saw at this time, you know? So it's just always yeah. interesting to find that out.
0: Yeah. And then now the next one I'm curious, I want to talk about, and I'm very curious your reaction to this next one. So our sex worker, who we don't even find out her name to almost like halfway through the movie, it's Katrina. Mm, and then, <laughs> The actress is Cheryl Lee. Do you have any connection with Cheryl Lee? Uh
1: just this movie? Um Okay. Okay, like I'm That's, looking back at some other stuff that she did, and I've I've not seen any of these other films.
0: Okay. So the first I'm just gonna go by by like dates here. So the first thing I knew her from, like immediately, she was Laura Palmer in David Lynch's Twin Peaks TV show.
1: Okay, yeah, I've never seen. I still have not oh, seen
0: Twin okay. Peaks. So, yeah. So I love Twin Peaks so much. Um, it was, she was just hard to recognize because she wasn't dead, wrapped in plastic. Anyway, <laughs> um, then she was also in David Lynch's movie Wild at Heart with Nicolas Cage and Laura Dern. Um, then she was in a, a um, a Gregor Rocky film with Christopher Maloney, who I love almost as much as Alec Baldwin. It was White Bird in a Blizzard, which I recommend that if you guys out there listening are uh, Gregor Rocky fans or even Ava Green fan. She's in it as well. Well, I think she's still married to Tim Burton, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but anyway, that's Cheryl, like Cheryl Lee, either you're not going to recognize her or you're going to be like, oh my gosh, that's Laura Palmer. Okay. But that's who the actress. Is. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious if you, because really like for the most part, I think people are going to know her from the Twin Peaks franchise. So I'm like, is Rob a Twin Peaks guy or is he not going to know her at all? Because yeah. I think people either fall in those two camps. Not just you, but like listeners will either fall in those two camps.
1: Yeah, definitely didn't know her. Like even in 98, I didn't know
0: her. Gotcha. All right. And then so um, our second priest that we get, because the first priest I didn't delve into him because he's not really with us very long. Um, our new priest is, um, I'm going to mutilate the last name. I've just put down Father Adam. And it's, is it Gute? Uh, Gito. Gito. Thank you. Thank you. And that's Tim. Um, oh, gosh, I'll probably mutilate this one too. G U I N E E, Goonie. Uh, I call him Tim Goonie. Okay, that's fine too. We're going to go with that. Um, so I first um, probably would have seen him, but he was uncredited. He was in um, <laughs> uh, Oliver Stone's The Doors. Okay, I did see that. Okay, well, he was the insane uh, ve- uh, vegetarian. The insane vegetarian. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um, and then he was in Blade. Uh, he was in Blade? Yep, he was Curtis Webb.
1: Oh, I thought he looked familiar. Okay, wow. My okay, mind I just exploded. Mind.
0: Okay, yeah. I thought so. Um, I'll give you a minute to wipe your, your brain remnants off the back of the wall behind Yeah, you.
1: I'll have to pick them back and put them in my head.
0: Okay, now we're. I wrote this down specifically for you because this does not apply to me. Are you a Stargate fan? Yes, I am. I thought so. Okay, so Stargate uh, SG-1 2006, um, he was in three episodes and he played a character called Tommen. T O M I N? Tommen, yes. Oh,
1: shit. Okay, Okay. yes. I knew it. He looked familiar, but I could not place
0: where I've seen him. Okay. To me, he looks very different without the beard. If you look him up, he's very different. Okay. Um, And then, again, going back to the Marvel franchise, um, he was um, Major Allen in uh, Iron Man and Iron Man 2.
1: Yeah, you know, I've seen both of those Iron Man films, but I do not remember him being
0: in them. <laughs> I just remember Hayden Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> no, actually, I think she was a very good Pepper Potts, but I'm, I'm still not a fan um, of her. Um, and then the very last person, just real quick, um, because I love the movie so much. Um, Cardinal Alba is Maximilian Schell.
1: Yes, and he I remember him from Battlestar Galactica, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Oh. Okay. But I
1: think, um, I don't know. I could be wrong because it was so long ago.
0: Okay. I remember him from the black hole, the Disney film from 79, which I loved as a kid. My dad took me to see that. And I think I made him sit through it like three times. Cause that was back when you could buy a movie ticket and they wouldn't make you leave. I've never even seen that film. Oh, really? Really? I don't, I don't know if you would like it or not. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to watch it because I, <laughs> it's a Disney science fiction movie. Um, I love it. I don't know if others would. It's got Anthony Perkins from Psycho in it. Um, huh. And uh, Ernest Borgnine from um, from uh, Willard. But yeah, I, I loved it as a kid. And, I mean, I still love it now, but as a kid, it was pretty cool to me. Huh. But anyway, it was like Disney's attempt to cash in on Star Wars, but like at a really low budget.
1: And of course, <laughs> I'm wrong. He was not in Battlestar Galactica.
0: <laughs> okay, I didn't want to. I, I thought not, because to be honest with you, something like that I would have written down.
1: Okay, um, yeah. I. What? I don't Are know. I I just really? remember that name being associated with Battlestar Galactica for some reason. Oh, OK. And it's just like what? I don't know where I make these connections, but my mind is weird and everybody knows that.
0: Well, now his name is Maximilian and Battlestar Galactica does contain um, the vowels I and A. <laughs> OK, we're co- we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. All right. OK. So we got those guys out of the way. So on with the on with the actual movie. Are you ready? i am ready all right so we open up it's it's like uh we got the sun kind of peeking up and we got mountains and it's set in the desert and we kind of hone in on this farmhouse it's like an aerial view of a farmhouse you with me i'm with you okay we got james or i should i'm to me he's just james wood but anyway he's jack right jack crow and he's got his binoculars and he's uh looking in and we get the impression that he's suspecting that this is a nesting spot for a group of vampires. Yep. And we have two vehicles. We have um Jack in his um what would you call it? It's almost like a like a jeep kind of thing, isn't it's it? It's like a
1: Humvee maybe with a yeah, okay. like an armored transport vehicle it almost looks
0: yeah. like. Yeah, like an armored truck. Yeah, good, good, good. Okay. And then um he is followed by his uh His sidekick Montoya, who is not Alec Baldwin. Um, And he's, he's in, he's in more of a Jeep, I guess. Right. Yeah. He's,
1: yeah. He's got the open cover Jeep kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they pull up uh, to the farmhouse. And then we realize that um, they're not alone. Actually, um, Jack is transporting a whole group of vampire hunters.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought that was, I thought it was just going to be two hunters in the beginning and then like they kind of, okay, it's time to gear up and everybody pours out of that armored vehicle.
0: Yeah. And then that's when like, cause I think that John Carpenter hand, handles ensemble cast very well. And I remember the first go around thinking, Oh, this is going to be another one of those, like, you know, um, um,
1: like the thing,
0: the thing. Yeah. The thing or like kind of the fog or yeah. Assault on precinct 13, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, the whole group kind of descends upon the, the the house and they have to cut their way inside. Um, it's pretty cool because they got like these crossbows. Yeah. They got um, like
1: some good technology for. They do. They like, have some good technology.
0: Hunters. They're wearing like these mesh like gloves and stuff and vest and everything. Um, yeah. The chainmail so neck protectors. Yeah. It's pretty. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool to me. um It's I know it's a it's a novel by John Stakely, I believe which is quite funny you know considering it's a vampire Uh, but anyway it's I I could see it being a graphic novel in my mind I could picture like a graphic novel on this oh totally
1: yeah
0: yeah um so and uh, they're accompanied by like the big ensemble and there's a priest among the group and everything but he's kind of hanging back outside with Montoya and the group enter the uh, it's dark inside the uh, the farmhouse or you know would you call a farmhouse wouldn't you think. I can't of a better know.
1: way. Like when they, when they opened it up, it looked almost like a, uh, like almost not a farmhouse, but more like a mansion because it had like tons of rooms and little yeah. closets and things like that.
0: But it's a lot, it's, it's isolated. There's, it's not like a city or anything. It's by itself in this kind of desert.
1: Oh yeah. It's, it's very Dude. dilapidated.
0: Very dilapidated. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, so they're inside in and, uh, there's a one character named Anthony, I believe. Um, he's, a uh, an indigenous, um, individual and he opens a door and, uh, a, a corpse kind of falls out. Yeah. That, and, that one gave me a jump scare. <laughs> yeah. That's a jump scare. This one's got a couple of those. I think, I think yeah. so. Uh, and then, um, the, the uh, that kind of kind of sets us off our guard and then all of a sudden they're attacked by an actual vampire.
1: Oh, yeah, the one, because w- he's like, keep your eyes open.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then uh, we get the one that jumps down from the ceiling. And then what they're doing, basically, is Montoya's waiting outside, and they kind of harpoon him, and they drag him out, and they burst into flames once they get outside. Which is a pretty efficient method of killing vampires. Right. And then we realize that the priest is actually out there because he's kind of, like, saying prayers over them as they go out there and burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, did you notice,
1: okay, so we, on the regular vampires, when they go up in flames, and uh, they're just kind of, they turn yellow and white, like the flames become yellow and white. Um, Yeah. But when the masters, well, maybe, I won't get into that, but just like, uh, as of note for right now, when the regular vampires burn, they're just like, the flames become yellow and white.
0: Yes, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. And I thought that was pretty cool. And like almost, I guess you could call it a foreshadowing for when James Woods faces off with any of the masters and they get pulled out into the sunlight.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very good. Very good. See, that's why that's why we make a good team, Rob. (laughs) The dynamic (laughs) duo. Yeah, Exactly. Um, now I don't know about you, but I, to me, I'm thinking what they're doing, you know, how they're like relying on the sunlight. I'm like, you better hurry because you're going to run the risk of like running out of sun, uh, of daylight. Like it, it made me nervous. I'm like, you almost need like a better plan in my mind. I'm thinking. because
1: Yeah. Like, do they start like right at dawn and then how yeah. much, how much daytime do they have? Is it, you know, is it during the winter where there's less daylight and they've got to get a move on <laughs> or, you know, what time exactly. of year is
0: it? Yeah. So they do battle. And now I don't know how you feel about, but I think the, the, the gore and stuff is pretty good in the film.
1: Oh yeah. It's definitely there. And yeah, it was for the effects. What really sucked me in was like, uh, it was pretty much nonstop crazy action. And then there were like vampires and then, you know, going up in flames. And then like the gore scenes, they were just like perfect John Carpenter kind of gore scenes.
0: Yes. Yeah. And now that, like you said, the action, if you're looking for like an action off the bat, you get it with this one. There's not a whole lot of setup. You just kind of thrown into the middle of it and and it's kind of hit the ground running.
1: Yeah. This, Mm -hmm. this movie felt more like a John Carpenter action movie or action horror film.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that statement. Yes. Very actiony. Yeah. Very much so. I can see why you would uh, uh, liken it to Blade. It feels very much in the same vein to me.
1: Yeah, like, even though it's a separate kind of thing, it's still, you know, you've got a vampire hunter, uh, one-liners, you know, that kind of thing. But it's and,
0: very much a combination of horror and action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so they they uh, make mention that by, uh, uh, by the time all is said and done, they've killed nine of them, but they have not found the master.
1: Yeah, and... Uh, Jack Crow is a little disturbed by that because uh, masters usually don't leave the nest unguarded.
0: Exactly. Uh, So as the vehicle pulls away, we get a really cool scene, I thought, of the hand reaching out of the ground.
1: (laughs) Ah, yes, Uh, the infamous vampire sleeping in the dirt.
0: Sleeping in the dirt, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which, we'll talk more about that, but to me, that's just a poor idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Because technically, like, once you know what they're doing, well, I guess mm, it depends on where they are. But, like, if you're somewhere with grass and stuff, they're going to notice the ground has been disturbed. But anyway.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, even on a dusty ground, if you're laying, like, if you're sleeping in the dirt. And first of all, if you're a master vampire slayer, like they call Jack Crow, wouldn't you know that most masters sleep in the dirt? Because apparently... Like further on in the film, all the masters that arise come out of the ground.
0: Right. Yeah. You would think they, I don't know. You would think they would know this. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a little plot hole there. Mm-hmm, exactly. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> so they're pretty pleased with themselves. And then we are uh, next uh, treated to them kind of parting with um, basically the sheriff is pretty <laughs> happy that they've rid the town of vampires. And so they're parting down at the Sun God Motel. Yeah. With a, of sex workers and, um, uh, uh, Jack is asking the sheriff if he got the package that they were looking for. And, uh, the sheriff is pretty pleased with them. So he did provide alcohol and a lot of uh, sex workers and, um, they're kind of parting down. Um, but there, uh, was no master to be found. Jack freely admits. Yep. Um, and then we get a sex worker, uh, who is actually the one, uh, the aforementioned um, Cheryl Lee, um, but we don't know her name yet, but it's going to be Katrina later. And uh, she's kind of flirting with Jack. Um, but I, he doesn't he seem that interested in her, to be honest with you. She's way more interested in him than he is her.
1: Yeah, he's uh, playing very aloof. And
0: it's yeah. like,
1: uh, you know, she's a, what's uh it's, uh, it seems like you got something more than me on your mind. He's like, yeah, I was just looking for something I didn't find.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then outside we see, the, of course, <laughs> this is a huge trope to me is, in these movies, but we see someone wearing a duster uh, <laughs> arrives outside of the hotel or motel. <laughs> um, oh, man. The, yeah, like he kind
1: of gave the impression of the badass vampires that you kind of, That you would expect, you know, these this tall, long haired vampire wearing like all black, you know, the uh, the very gothic kind of look.
0: Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And then so um, we got Jack. uh, So Jack basically tells her to head on to his room and he's going to get some beers so they can go back and party. Um, And while she's in the room, I think it's a pretty cool scene. We get. Oh, this is way too late, but we spoil everything. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what well, did what did we miss? Okay. No, no, no. I just we probably should say this at the way beginning but we spoil everything. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um but this is where we get the the uh actual scene of our master vampire cuz he's up on the ceiling.
1: Yeah, and is uh, uh doing his best Jesus Christ pose on the
0: ceiling. Yeah, it's pretty cool and he leaps down and he attacks uh our sex worker and he bites her in her thigh and she again well, we talked about this on our other vampire uh Uh, episode with Blade, she seems, it seems pretty orgasmic. She seems to really be enjoying herself with this bite.
1: Like at first it seemed to hurt, but then she's like, oh, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just this movie. I mean, we've talked about this probably ad nauseum, but there's that whole correlation between the the sensuality and the, the horror aspect of the attack of the vampire that, that allure to it. Um, and then we flip back inside the uh, the, the uh, party revelers and um, the vampires are in there now attacking the uh, party goers.
1: Well, it's just and- uh, it's just uh, Valak attacking the party goers, actually. Oh, is it just him? Yeah, he's like he walks in, slices that guy in half and
0: then like. Oh, OK, yeah, you're right. OK, yeah, you're right. You're right. OK. Now, was it just me? But like, did Jack and the father seem like really slow to react to everything going on?
1: Well yeah but the father was pretty drunk.
0: Yeah the father was very drunk but I'm like Jack if this is your job you should be like way more on <laughs> on top of things here bud cuz he's right. just like watching I'm like why are you like what's the lag time here guy?
1: Yeah, maybe he knew that like because later on they tell us that it's you can't kill a master at night that's like one in the in the slayer's handbook or something. It's impossible to kill a master at night. And so he knows oh, okay, that okay. Valak is a master vampire and he's just like laying waste to everything.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, this is like a really gory, <laughs> gory, gory attack. Like he pretty much weighs lay to every vampire slayer yeah. that was there. <laughs> and the priest, man,
1: the priest gets it the worst because it's like a total sin to commit suicide. And then he like makes the priest shoot himself in the head.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> All right. Anyway, and I like how the one woman's uses it. not because it's a woman. I'm sorry. Because if it was a man, it would still be cool. I'm not like he Man woman hater. Um but I like how the the he like uses the woman as a shield. Oh yeah, the human shield scene, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Jack gets his crossbow. Um and then Montoya and Jack manage to escape. And the woman, uh Katrina, who we don't know her name yet. Um, she's kind of outside and Jack wants to like, just kind of have nothing to do with her. Cause she's been bitten, but Montoya is like, no, we should take her with us.
1: Yeah. Cause she's got a, apparently a psychic connection to the bitten
0: by the master. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so the three head off into the desert, but the vampire is basically right behind them. Yeah. And no. He, can he
1: run faster? Can he fly? That's the part that is beyond me. It's like, how well, did. We- you know, they're pulling off at maybe 60 miles an hour. Yeah. And you know, uh, all of a sudden Valak is like right on the vehicle.
0: Yeah, exactly. And eventually he gets into the flatbed of their truck and he breaks through the rear window. It <laughs> takes a bullet to the face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and that's kind of the end for him at that scene. Yeah. Uh, next day. Um, uh, I do apologize guys. It's been so long. It's been like a couple of weeks since I watched this. So I'm not as fast as I am when I first watched these. Um. The next day, uh, the uh, the truck swerves and careens off the road to avoid hitting a vehicle that's sitting on the highway. Um, the truck contains basically our three characters. We've got Jack, we've got Montoya, and Katrina.
1: Mm, the survivors oh. of that, the Sun God Motel
0: massacre. Exactly, exactly. Um, the men are okay, and then they base this poor, the poor, poor woman is treated awfully for the duration <laughs> of the film. She's treated like... Human garbage, basically. It is very misogynistic. I noticed uh, a lot at the time of the release. Several reviewers that was their biggest complaint was how misogynistic it was, and they are not wrong. Uh, anyway, she's like just basically drug off. She's not doing well at all, um, but she hasn't quite turned yet, and they basically d- d- size she's got like forty eight hours.
1: Yeah, something like hours. that. Yeah,
0: yeah, uh, but she's got this telepathic link with the master. Um, and they're gonna use her basically it's kind of like a like communi- like a radio link almost like communication with him um
1: yeah so that because uh, she starts receiving his thoughts uh she can see what he sees so they want to mm-hmm. find him
0: and most importantly to Jack is the vampire actually knew his name and he's like, how did the guy know my name right right that that's something
1: we failed to mention in the motel massacre scene
0: yeah. Yeah, so they're taken off down the highway, and she looks miserable. <laughs> she looks <laughs> so awful, the poor girl, the poor woman. She has not
1: gotten any sleep whatsoever.
0: No, she just looks awful. Um, and well, and she's been bit on the thigh, in her leg, by a vampire. Anyway, it's just awful. Um, so basically, uh, they're uh, stop up at a gas station, and uh, Montoya steals a gun, uh, steals a car at gunpoint, and the three of them use that to head off. Um, hmm.
1: Real quick, that I've got to me. make mention of the person that they robbed. Um, that cool, is f- that is Frank Darabont. He's a he's a playing a cameo. He, you know the Buick driver or whatever it was. Uh huh. Um, and he is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Shawshank Redemption fame as well as The Walking Dead. One of the writers of The Walking Dead. Gotcha. And so now you know me, I'm like Walking Dead encyclopedia over here.
0: That's awesome. Cool. That's again. I really just did the three or the the five like main people because otherwise it could go on forever. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. I just wanted to add that little tidbit in.
0: Yeah. The name is familiar to me now that you say that. I've, there's got to be other things that I know him from, but I'm not going to like spend time looking him up. But okay. So it's like <laughs> Frank Darabont you said, right? Correct. Frank Darabont. Yep. Okay, thank you. All right. <clears throat> so, um, so now that we basically we're back at the motel and then, um, they want to take her to the Apache spring motel um, and wait there for her while they dump the car. And oh
1: yeah. Know. Because Jack has got a, uh, I guess that's how you bury your team members as you cut off all their heads and you burn everything around them. Exactly. Exactly. Um,
0: this is where Montoya gives us rule number seven of the vampire hunting, I guess, guidebook. You never bury a team member by yourself.
1: Right. But Jack's like, fuck this. I'm going to, do it all alone. You take her to the motel.
0: Yeah. And we get a little bit of male bonding. Um, and they realize that they have less than 11 hours of daylight. And then we get Jack, uh, staking the dead, decapitating the bodies. And basically he's, um, left, uh, Montoya alone to deal with the, um, sex worker who's not doing so hot
1: right which is weird because i got the impression you know when the, when the movie first begins they're like we've got a live one here you know and it was a female vampire and they're like we'll save you a piece montoya so i was like ah montoya is like the ladies man of the group you know
0: yeah right yes yeah i, I i'm assuming that too more on that sometime i don't know when we'll get into this but i want to talk definitely more about the whole thing okay Anyways so. <laughs> So we get like basically Jack like ignites the whole like motel. He sets that up in flames. The heads he's he's wrapped up in a in a bloody sheet and he kind of ditches those like a little bit further away in this like gully or whatever you call it.
1: Yeah. And how does nobody notice that like you've got a bloody sack full of severed heads or what right. could possibly be severed heads? I mean, right. Shit.
0: right. I I. In my mind, did Valak just make waste of everybody at the motel? Not just the sl- not just the Slayers, but like everybody. So there was no one left at the motel. I guess I'm assuming. Yeah,
1: I'm thinking he just killed everybody there.
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and then it's nighttime, and the Jeep arrives at a hotel to book a room for three days for him and um <laughs> for him and him, Katrina. month Montoya? <laughs> Go ahead. What? Yeah, for him and Katrina. Yeah. Well, who he refers to as his effing mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: I was going to ask, like, did you want to cover that part?
0: <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Because it's uh, like the
1: nosy, the nosy clerk wants to know, like, everything oh, yeah. that's going on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm going to cough. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and then we see Jack Crow inside a phone booth, and he's uh, saying that he needs immediate pickup. Um. Uh. And uh, then we're back inside the hotel and Montoya is watching a news story. And they're basically saying they found 19 dead. They're talking about the motel incident. Um, And we see the woman, uh, Katrina, is on the bed and she's basically shackled there and she's nude. Yep. Stripped Mm -hmm. her down. Yep. And then uh, it's night. We hear church bells ringing and um, we see Jack, uh, his shoulders being patched up by a priest. with me? Yep. I'm with you still. All right. Now we also see a vampire on a train roof.
1: Yeah. And see, that's the part that made me wonder if like Valak can fly or move really fast. Why the hell does he need to hop on a train?
0: Yeah. I, maybe it's like a, like birds. I mean, they can fly, but maybe they would want to rest a little bit so you can fly a bit, but you hop on that train. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) No. There's a lot in this. That I I think when you get nitpicky, it kind of unravels. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not.
1: I, <laughs> I know. I think- and, and I'm just one who is like, hmm, that makes me question like.
0: Oh, yeah. Everything. No, I'm not saying you're wrong in that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think if you pick too much, the sweater would unravel.
1: Yep. <laughs> That's true. Very true indeed.
0: Um. So we get the next day and Jack is being patted down before meeting um, uh, Mr. Shell, who I talked about earlier. That is our Cardinal, Mm -hmm. um, Alba. Um, And that we um, also meet Father Adam, who is in charge of archives. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and we figure out that um, our master is a superhuman, and he has also wiped out the whole European team. So apparently we have like an American team that Mr. Crow has been in charge of, but we also had a European team which I kind of want to see that movie too. I want Dolph Lundgren to head that one. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. <laughs>
1: it's like you want to go the opposite of what uh, right. <laughs> 1998 was. And instead of having just a regular skinny guy, you want like the buff dudes.
0: Yeah, I um, want Dolph Lundgren and yeah. Brigitte Nielsen. That's who I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Um, but this is where we get like kind of whole, the whole little backstory about uh, Valak.
1: Yeah, like he was the very first vampire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You want to go into it? Um, as far from what I know, um,
0: okay. Oh, do you want me to? I don't want to put you on the spot.
1: I'm I'm trying to remember here because I might be going a little bit out of chronological order again. Because I think Father Adam Gito reveals that uh, Valik about the exorcism that created him and everything, but I think that's yeah. later on in the film.
0: Oh, okay. So, ba- okay. So what I got is he um, was born in Prague in 1311. Um, he was a priest that turned against his church. Um, his uh, full name is Jan Balak. Uh, he helped the Bohemian peasants uh, form a revolution. Oh, yeah, he yeah the uprising. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. He was tried for heresy. And like you said before, he's the first known vampire. Um, and then uh, that's pretty much what I have written down. And then uh, okay. cele, Celebratum.
1: Yeah, Celebratum. Um, and that's when Jack, it questions like, cause he looks at the picture and he's like, okay, I know, I know this vampire. And apparently, um, father Cardinal, sorry, Cardinal, not father, uh, Cardinal was like, is he the one? And Jack's like, yeah. How did he know my fucking name?
0: hmm hmm Yep. And then so, so far, Jack has been the only one to face him and live. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, or Dolphin Brigitte did not make out alive.
1: <laughs> no, they did not. <laughs> We're going to have to revisit that in a prequel, I guess.
0: Uh, Yes, we are. Um, And then basically Rome wants Jack to like reform a new group in Monterey and they want father uh, Adam to join him.
1: Oh yeah. And uh, Jack does, Jack is not down with that one bit.
0: Nope, not at all. And if he doesn't uh, play nice, the uh, church will withdraw their funding.
1: Mm -hmm. And I don't think uh, Jack Crow really
0: cares about that. Mm -hmm. No, not at all, because he storms off, but the Cardinal turns to our father and says, stay close to him, yeah
1: mm-hmm. And um, right there, you know something, you know, there's some shenanigans afoot, because the way that Cardinal Alba is talking, he's like, stay close to him, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's there's just like, on. you know, somebody's not being forthcoming with the truth here. And it's like, Jack wants to kill this thing and figure out what the hell's going on. And then mm-hmm. there's like, there's suspicion brewing,
0: you know? yep 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 there's yep the church knows more than they're revealing mm-hmm.
1: as uh-huh. as with everything <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep going okay <laughs> so we see uh, poor uh, Katrina on the bed she's like her mouth is taped up everything is just awful it's horrible um, I've had dates like that um <laughs> <laughs> And then Montoya comes in. And he's got his his uh, gun drawn, and he takes the tape off her mouth. And then she starts to scream. And he's like, you. Know, <laughs> he's like, if you threat, if you he threatens her, he's like, if you scream again, I'll just snap your neck. And um, I found that extremely believable from, <laughs> from Oh <Dan> yeah. <laughs> awful to her. I'm telling you people, this is a horrible, horrible movie as far as women are concerned.
1: Yeah. It's like two movies in one. You've, you've got like it's, the, the weird rape movie and then you've got like the vampire movie.
0: Yeah. Except I don't, it. I don't think he's had sex with her. He's not, not alluded to that. He just said that he, you know, he's, he's scripted her to clean her off.
1: Yeah. But it does. It totally feels like a weird, creepy rape movie though.
0: Um, it, I, I don't get the rape, but I get the, how do I say this? Uh, boundaries have definitely been overstepped. Oh, I don't yeah, think like, no boundaries, but every other boundary has been overstepped. I think. Yeah. Like total pervert movie. Yeah. Um, now this is actually, I've, I've been referring to her as Katrina just to make it easy. Cause I don't have to keep saying sex worker. Uh, this is where you actually find out that her name is Katrina. Yeah. Um, and this, this is where he kind of fills her in that she was bitten and then she's uh, ba- they're basically using her as telepathic bait and he apologizes. And right, and like, she well, she doesn't, doesn't believe him. Down and I'm still nude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um and then it's daytime, we got our armored truck heading down the desert and uh they're heading off down the highway. Heading up to the highway. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. And this we got Jack with Father Adams. Um and uh we we uh see uh or we hear Father Adams. He's uh, apologizing that uh, he's got to take Father Giovanni's place. Um, he's he's such a suck up, though. I like him, though. I think it's the beard. I'll forgive pretty much anyone in a beard. <laughs> I mean, I like him, but he's just he comes off as
1: such a nerd at first. And he's like, it's really a great honor to to be part. I, I've wanted to be with the Slayers for my entire life, you know, and it's just like, shut yeah. up, dude. Shut up.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm thinking like back to the whole Montoya thing. Like, had I woke up in that situation, I'd been like, you know, fuck you, you son of a bitch. But had he come in with a beard, I'd been like, that's okay. Um, <laughs> why did
1: but, you, why am I naked? <laughs> oh, you've got a beard. Okay.
0: It's okay. It's fine. Did you want me to write a check to? <laughs> um, but uh, we also find out he was basically entrained to be um, the prior priest uh, replacement when he had retired, not when he had been murdered by the vampire.
1: Not when he got, uh, assisted suicide by Valak.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, uh, this is also when we get the kind of backstory that, uh, Jack's, uh, parents were killed by vampires. Yeah. kind of why he's got this whole hatred for them boiling inside of him. And then (laughs) this is the scene where we
1: get that whole, uh, I believe it was improvised by James Woods because I mean, how could it not be where he's like, have you ever seen a vampire? First of all, well, they're before, not romantic.
0: Yeah. They're not we, uh, the formal yeah, wear. Be, yeah. Yeah. Before we get there though, this is, before that he pulls the truck over and just kicks the shit out. Of
1: the oh, place. I thought it was, I thought it was after. Okay.
0: So, it's <laughs> right before that. And he wants, cause he wants to know who told, who told the vampire's name. Like he is, He's like, who told the guy my name? He's like, dead set on finding this out. Yeah, because like,
1: how else would a master vampire know who the fuck Jack Crow is?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. So now they get back in the back in the the armored car, and they go into the tirade, which is what you were doing. So if you want to, okay. step into that. But now, be forewarned, if you're actually going to like, oh well, I'm not gonna,
1: people. I'm not gonna go completely into it. I was just okay. wanted to. You know that I thought it was completely improvised because he's talking about you know com- completely over the top. It's like you know they're not just uh, they're not a bunch of they're not walking around in rented formal wear seducing people. They don't sleep in coffins. You can't use garlic and crosses don't work. So basically, like everything you've heard about vampires is pretty much wrong, except for stakes and sunlight.
0: Exactly, uh huh. It turns them into crispy critters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then I wanted a scene of me, like, just sitting there in formal wear. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, Yeah. Now, I don't know when to get into this. I, we can now, whatever. He's very obsessed, I think, with, because <clears throat> he makes a derogatory comment he, uh, referring to, like, vampires as being, like, it's a derogatory term for homosexual. He also oh, yeah. refers more than once, once to uh men's like penises. He's yeah, very like, caught he, up in this. He's very like
1: especially with Val. He's like, come on, uh, you wanna you pull smoking fashion victim? You want you wanna come, you want a little taste of me? Mm-hmm. Or and something like had,
0: that. Yeah. And he he asks like multiple times if like, you know. Uh, does this give you an erection? <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like wait, when you were staking that vampire. Did it give
0: you wood? Little mahogany. Yeah, and and I don't know. I, this is just I j- I'm just putting this out there. This is just uh, just in a just i have just putting this out. I'm just curious. But he's also really not that very into very much into the whole uh, Katrina chick. Like yeah. he really just wants to kill her. He really wasn't that into like even meeting up with her.
1: Yeah. Like I think he's uh, I think he's very dead set in one direction where like nothing else gives him joy other than killing vampires.
0: Yeah. But it's also like he protests. I don't know. I just like, Hmm. Like how much of this was improvised by him? Was it in the script? Oh, I I'm believe
1: curious- like the, the parts where he's saying all the derogatory shit, I believe that was all improvised by him.
0: I wonder if he realizes how that kind of makes his character sound. If you know where I'm going with this at all. Oh, totally. Yeah. Okay. But I also would like to know in the book, because I've never read the novel. I, I, I'm, have you read the novel? <laughs> you know, I haven't. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't, I didn't know. I was just going to, cause I didn't want to assume, but I want no, to know. I've I'm only seen the movie. character. I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Cause I just, and I don't read this into everything. I swear to God, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, I, I don't know. I just, I just wonder, I don't know. It makes me wonder about Mr. Crow. If he has some uh, issues he needs to work out with a the therapist, maybe mm, you, you okay. think he,
1: you think he's uh into the boys.
0: I wonder this. I do wonder if he, he doesn't even realize it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder. Okay. Anyway, we can move on. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but also, so he mentions that, um, there's a, like a map basically from the 1800s.
1: Oh yeah. That circular search pattern. Yeah. They're looking for yep. something.
0: Uh huh. And the, 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 vampires are looking for a black cross to help them, uh, walk in the daylight. If they can get this, they're basically become gay walkers. Yeah. Yeah. Not gay walkers, <laughs> not gay walkers, <laughs> which I would be. Well, some of them uh, might be gay walkers. You never know. You know, one can hope, but one, one out of 10, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so um <laughs> and then yeah here's the quote you know right after that it's like when i kicked your ass back there <laughs> he a little wood, he's like i'm just fucking with you i'm like you still asked anyway
1: yeah. okay so <laughs> and jack crow like he strikes me as the type of person that would want to take you off your game by you know talking that kind of shit okay <laughs> No, like, because yeah. when he's because yeah. when he's trying to get Valak to like lose his cool, and he's like, "Hey, Valak, oh, you, you wanna you know bite my ass," you know? <laughs> right, right. And so that's yeah. what I'm thinking. But I mean, it could be the other way around too. Maybe he's just really yeah. into that kink.
0: Well, you know what? And it also goes back to the whole homophobia that would have probably been very, or that was very pre- prevalent back yeah. in the, not, Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that too. All right. Anyway, <laughs> so now we're back in the hotel room. And this is, um, we got Montoya on the couch as he's watching TV, but we get the first of many red flashes, which shows us that Katrina is getting that connection, that telepathic connection with Valak. Yeah, she's receiving, the signal received. Yes. And we we are getting a priest closing doors of a church that we've never really seen before. And we see a vampire smiling and Katrina sits up in bed. Yeah. This causes Montoya to jump up and he's got his little gun ready. and then, um, Katrina sees that it's nine ten, and, um, Montoya offers her, uh, to get her a burger, but she says she just can't eat. She wants a cigarette.
1: Right. But he's like, you know, the, the, the less you eat, I guess the faster the virus moves through your system, or at least they're calling it a virus.
0: Very good. Very good. Very good. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And then, um, she tells her the other girls at the party are all dead. And then he's sitting on the bed with her and, uh, she asked if she's going to be one. He's like, Probably. <laughs>
1: like, I- I'm not going to
0: sugarcoat it.
1: You're probably yeah. going to be a vampire and I'm going to have to kill you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unless they can kill the head one before. Yep. And then uh, he's like, Tells her again, there's that link connecting you to him. And um, then she's like, I don't want to live. And uh, he's like, Well, you may not. I <laughs> just <laughs> put down your buzzkill. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce um, Campbell wouldn't have said that. (laughs) No, he sure wouldn't have. I also don't, I can't wrap my mind around Bruce Campbell being this character, if that makes any sense to you.
1: Yeah, I just, I can't see Bruce Campbell as anything other than the characters he plays in, in the various films he's done.
0: Yeah, I can't picture him like having a woman chained to a bed and like punching her and I just can't picture. Yeah, it. no, I definitely can't see that. Yeah. And uh so basically Katrina's wanting to know if she can get dressed and she wants a towel. And uh toy's like, Well it's not like I haven't seen you naked. <laughs> It's like like that matters. And then cut to him like sitting in front of like all these drawings he's done of her while she was sleeping and like all these <laughs> Like a glossy photo. I think you're mixing Titanic with this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But uh, she wants to go into the bathroom, but she's got to leave the door open a little bit. Um, While she's in there, though, we get another red flash and she's seeing this woman killed by a vampire in a church and a priest being attacked.
1: Yeah, and that's when she decides that she doesn't want to live anymore. She's like, "Ah, fuck this. I don't want to be a vampire.
0: Yeah. Now, while she's in there and like, You know, Montori's making a really big deal that, like, you know, she can't be alone. She's got to leave the door cracked a bit and everything. Well, he falls asleep.
1: Yeah, why the dumbass falls asleep on the couch. Exactly.
0: In, like, what, 10 seconds? Yeah. so I wish (laughs) I could fall asleep that fast. I know. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm telling you, man. Yeah, well, she's trying to actually get out the window, but he grabs her and pulls her back in. Um, But... (laughs) <laughs> he um, he cuts his hand inadvertently in the inadvertently in the struggle, and she bites his arm.
1: Yeah, and was that like
0: because she was mad, or did her vampiric
1: instincts kind of take over, and she's like, "Ooh, blood!" And then just immediately she regretted it.
0: I was gonna ask you the same question, so we're kind of in the same quandary with this, my friend. Awesome,
1: yeah. Because I was thinking, like, at first, I was like, "Well, maybe she's just really angry that he stopped her from committing suicide." Uh-huh. But then I was like, then again, there was blood on his arm. So maybe she smelled it and like the vampire took over,
0: you know? Exactly. Yeah. See, okay. We're sitting on the same boat with that one. So I have no answer for you on that. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's one of the questions that will never be answered.
0: Well, I wonder if that wasn't meant to be ambiguous. Wow. Maybe. (laughs) I've got to quit drinking. You're having trouble with words today. That's usually me. Oh, man. Uh, But anyway, he's mad at and he backhands her. (laughs) Oh shit. He fucking, he
1: wails on her.
0: I know. I'm not laughing because I think that's funny to beat women. It's just so, you didn't do that. He's just such an awful human being. I can't believe this movie
1: is full of like so much, like when you talked about it and like after seeing it again, I was like, wow, there's like a lot of, there's like so much like woman hate in this film.
0: Oh, there is. There really is. There really, really is. And that's surprising. I don't know. I that also surprises me for a John Carpenter movie. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Um, we're gonna move on. So uh he uses a lighter to cauterize his wound and then wraps it up. The phone rings, it's Jack on the other one. Um uh, Montoya tells him that he's fine and, and they're staying in room 312 to come on up. Um inside they're all reunited. Katrina uh, Katrina's unconscious on the bed, of course.
1: <laughs> yeah, because she got punched in the face.
0: Yeah, and then um Montoya conveys the whole story that we just Shared with you, dear listener, except he omits the part about being bits. Right.
1: He says he cut himself on the window, which is like partially true. But like he cut himself first
0: and then he got bit. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Um, And then we get Jack kind of peering out the window and he's explaining to Montoya about the slaughter team and Monterey, uh, you know, wanting to form a new team for Monterey. Um, father is threatening to call the Padre Jack jacket oh, <laughs> <of the> phone.
1: <laughs> At this point, I'm just going to call father, father, Adam, the whipping boy of the group.
0: I know, I know. Um, and then, um, we're seeing the other priest on the beach, the one that Katrina has been seeing. Um, and there's a fire burning with the vampire with Balak and he's got the map and then Katrina awakens. And then, um, we see the red flash, and we see the vampire saying, "Show me,
1: yeah, and so it's like he draws a circle on the map, <laughs> which is fucking weird to me, yeah, right it's like x marks the spot on this map that even I can't read mm-hmm. it's, I don't know yeah. maybe, maybe it's a vampire thing,
0: right, right, and then Jack's wanting her to give them the location um of the where where it is on the map that she's seeing um and then the uh the uh, vampire basically decapitates the priest and then Katrina like freaks out because she's seeing things she doesn't want to see.
1: Yeah. It's like,
0: Oh man, she went into hysterics and
1: like, he killed a priest. Ah!
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> as Montoya is undressing her once again, for no reason, <laughs> <laughs> he's taking yep. his clothes off slowly. <laughs> That'd be a different movie. I'd kind of stick around for that. Um, And so would Jack Crow. I'm just putting that out there. Um, He's like, Hey Montoya, that give you wood. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then the two are actually trying to calm her down because they still want to know like what she's seeing. Um, so basically she's seeing a sign that says San San Miguel. Um, but it's getting harder for her to stay linked. Um, yeah, she keeps going in and out of consciousness. Yeah, exactly. um, and then, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Father Adams is trying to use the phone to locate the priest to figure out who this priest might be. Um, and then Montoya's he's kind of acting kind of, I thought kind of out of it, kind of loopy.
1: Yeah. Like, especially when Katrina first got bit, you could see like, she almost was very drunk and Montoya is starting to exhibit a lot of those same signs.
0: Exactly. And then when questioned about it, though, he's like, oh, I, I'm, I'm just, uh, just tired. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so our next day we get the group inside the church that was the site of the murder, um, of the, uh, woman, the cleaning lady. Um,
1: yeah. Which I thought she was like a nun or something for some reason. I don't know why, but I just thought she was like part of the clergy.
0: I, I, I think I'm not mistaken. I think she just worked for the church. I think, Yeah. I think. But like I when think. I first saw
1: it, I was like, oh, she like, he killed a nun. And then he grabbed the priest too. For some reason. I don't know.
0: You just wanted to make it awful all the way around. Yeah, I just wanted to make it a terrible
1: anti anti Christian movie. Yeah,
0: right, right. Um, well, actually, that's what Jack says to to the police people investigating. He says that he's uh, with the Catholic Church investigating a national white pattern of anti Catholic hate crimes. Yeah, yeah,
1: which is a very good cover. Like I, I can see um, Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles and Supernatural doing shit like that.
0: Exactly. Right. Right. Um, and this is where we find out that the um, the now dead priest that Katrina saw is father Molina.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to call somebody else, father Molina. And, but thankfully I didn't. And I was oh. like, okay, so he's the dead priest, but I was actually going to call the priest who got, um, assisted suicide at the beginning of the film. Oh, gotcha.
0: <laughs> Yeah. And that's when the really sweaty cop shows up and they're like, we found him. Meaning that they found the body on the beach of the guy. Yeah. So. Jack and the police head over to the crime scene, and uh, that's when they see the uh, carnage left behind from Valak in his encounter with the uh, priest.
1: Can you imagine how strong Valak has to be to, like, just use his hand to karate chop a priest's head off?
0: Oh, I know. Totally. Yeah. With all that dirt underneath the fingernails. Yeah.
1: <laughs> get it. If you don't die, you'll get an infection.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then... Um, inside the armored car, because they're heading off to, to actually confront Valak. Um, this is where uh, Father Adams gives the spiel on the dead priest, Father Moena, and that he was a well known scholar of early Catholic history. And that right. The,
1: okay. So this is where Jack gets him to finally spill the beans.
0: Yes. And that the uh, symbol was the medieval astronomical sign for the sun. Which
1: takes me back to the beginning of the film. And it was like the sun god motel.
0: Uh right. t- yes. Tremendous That's- foreshadowing, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. Now it's sunset on the desert floor and we see the vampires. <laughs> all, yeah, all, of,
1: <laughs> all of the masters. I mean, not just one.
0: All of them arising from the shallow graves that they have dug for themselves in the (laughs) dirt floor. (laughs) And this is
1: the part that you had a really big problem with.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're going to get, well, okay. So number one, they actually show the actors and you can tell that there's dirt in their eyes. They can't really open their eyes. You know, I don't understand this in theory. Why would a vampire do this?
1: Yeah. Like one of them does like the undertaker sit up, And uh, it looks like he's spitting dirt from his mouth.
0: Yes, it does. Like, (laughs) I don't understand this at all. (laughs) It's just because, like, okay, put yourself in that spot. You're going to, like I said, you'd have dirt underneath your fingernails. It would be in every orifice of your body that wasn't covered by cloth. So you're talking like dirt in your ears, dirt in your eyes, you know, dirt in your fangy mouth. You know, it's just, I don't. I I assume that Mr. Carpenter thought it would look cool on film, but in theory, it just left me like mind boggled why they would do this. (laughs) Yeah, I'm
1: sure the actors were probably not big fans of doing that.
0: No, no, not at all. And I pray to God they got it in one take. (laughs) Oh, man, can you imagine having to continuously bury yourself? Oh, I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad. Yeah, I'd be the most uh, cantankerous uh, creature of the night if I had to do that again and again.
1: And what do you do? Like, do you hold your breath or do they have like some kind of breathing tube out of the dirt so you can, because even if you're under, like under a certain amount of dirt for a minute, I mean, you're still going to get maybe claustrophobic and you you need to breathe.
0: Yeah. It'd be horrible, Rob.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I would never want to be an actor. No way. Mm -mm. Uh,
0: I would, but they'd always be like, we don't really need to be nude in (laughs) this.
1: You're talking about an actor in a different kind of film.
0: No, it doesn't matter. It would be Annie.
1: Be like, oh. I don't
0: understand why that orphan is nude back there. <laughs> too old to be an orphan, by anyway.
1: Tell that bald man to put his clothes
0: back on, please. He's making the other children really nervous. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. It's a hard knock lie. I'm so sorry. I've been singing this wrong. Oh,
1: I... <laughs> You're killing okay. me over here, man.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, and I'm not into children. I'm not going that way at all, whatsoever. Um, okay, so now we got the group inside a new motel room. Katrina's connected with the vampire, and that's when she's like, he's got seven others with him, um, and that they are all the masters. Yeah. And then we see monks running into a monastery. Oh, right geez, like dude,
1: the monk thing was like way overdone. I mean, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I was like, um, these monks look like they belong in the Himalayas, not in New Mexico or the Mexican border. Right. They're wearing brown robes with ropes tied to them. And I'm just like, no, no, this isn't
0: working for me. I I, I wonder that I kind of think monks just that's kind of across the board look for monks, I think.
1: Really, like I, when I think of monks
0: with like short shorts and a crop
1: top. No, but when I think of monks, I don't think of them like as uh, like kind of American, like in America, maybe, or in the Americas. I think of them as being like maybe more, more Asian.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, like uh, the
1: ones in the mountaintops and like wearing,
0: like not looking like Friar Tuck and shit, you know? The only thing is I, I, me, okay, maybe I'm playing the devil's advocate. I don't think that's the Catholic version that you're thinking.
1: All right. So what, like, were these, were these Catholic monks then? Like, yes, I don't I know. Say, honestly, I, I, I'm yes, really I, dumb to this.
0: No, I would, I think they would be because they would have the cross and everything they're looking for. The whole, I, yes.
1: Okay. So yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of more like the the Tibetan monks and
0: shit like that. No, I think these are Catholic monks, and that's okay. why
1: they. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I am completely ignorant to the ways of like monkhood and Catholicism
0: and all that good stuff. I, that's why I think they look the way they do. I'm I, I would go out on a limb and say this. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you wanted Tibetan monks to be running from the vampires? Yeah, like, for real.
1: Like yeah. the, just bald headed Tibetan monks, like Shaolin monks and everything <laughs> that know kung fu fighting the would vampires. Be,
0: Third one with Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> crouching tiger, hidden vampire, or something like that. Exactly,
0: uh-huh. exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I
0: Which I would pay to see that one too.
1: Hell, I'd pay to see that.
0: That would be amazing. Just All like right. Shaolin so, monks versus vampires. Holy shit! Amazing. Um, what is it called? There's a hammer movie. Shoot, uh, and the actual the vampires jump. Um, because you know, there's the whole Japanese vampires that jump. What's it called? Oh, I, a- I've seen that one. I think. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, what's it called? Though? I want to talk about it so people can. It's got Christopher Lee. There's one
1: that I. It's it might not be the same one, but it's called Sui Hark's vampires. And these vampires, you have, they wear those uh, those tags that the monks put on them to seal to seal them so they don't like run amok. And uh-huh. instead, like the all the dead bodies are wearing those little um, with the with the kanji symbols on them, and but they're just like hopping, <laughs> and so, like, and they don't attack you. Like they drink your blood from far away. So if the seal was to be broken, they would just suck all of the blood from your body without even touching you. And it, it was a pretty crazy movie to see.
0: Ah, now when you say amok, all I want to do is go amok, muck amok, muck, amok. Muck, a muck, a muck. <laughs> Provocus, <laughs> focus. focus. Um, oh, shit. Which I'm all that she's my favorite out of the three witches. I love her so much. Um, the one I'm thinking about was put out by Screen Factory. Oh, it's going to drive me crazy. Anyway, it's a Hammer film. um God, I may be totally lying, but I believe they did it with the Shaw Brothers. So Hammer worked with the Shaw Brothers to do this. Oh, I hope I'm not lying about the Shaw Brothers part. Anyway, it's really fun. It's got Christopher Lee. I'm sorry, I can't think of the name right now we're moving on. Okay. I feel really bad though. I want people to see it. Anyway, here we go. Um so we the, now we're at the uh, monastery and we some we see Montoya uh, pull up with the um the uh armored truck and uh uh, Mont, uh no, I'm sorry. Jack is telling the father that he likes him but threatens him um that he's got to help him because the father's like I don't think I can do this. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um. and they're going to use him basically as bait right
1: oh is this when they pull into the ghost town that was completely taken over by vampires
0: yeah you know what yes okay. I'm sorry they're not the monastery I'm so sorry yeah you're correct you're correct I'm sorry yeah I'm jumping ahead yeah they're at the town they're at the town that's like just basically uh, a ghost town by now yes I'm sorry Yes, oh, yes, okay.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I kind of got lost in the sauce here.
0: So I was like, nope. "Wait, oh, that minute. was me." The whole, the whole jumping vampire thing with uh, Christopher Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so they're at this town, and Jack tells the father that they're going to use him. Um, but they, oh, but he's got to help them because it can't just be Montoya and him. They need their help because they figured out that uh, Valak is kind of holed up in this like um, ghost town, and they need to draw him out.
1: Yeah, because otherwise he's got the cross and he's going to recreate the, the exorcism that cursed him to walk only at night.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yes. And this is where we get kind of more of Jack's backstory that his um, dad had a secret that he was bitten and then he attacked his mother and that Jack had to kill his dad to keep him from killing him.
1: Right. And so he said, I had to kill my own father. So what makes you think I would have any trouble killing you.
0: Thank you. And that, um, Balak is looking for the ancient relic, um, it, which is the cross of, is it Versailles? Uh, the, uh,
1: I call I, it Berzier's cross. But I don't know if that's, that's a, Yes, go for it. I'm sure you're right. I'm curious. Nope, um, you go but yeah, it. It. it's Get a, it. it's like this bejeweled black cross, or it looks black anyway. I don't know. It, maybe, it, maybe it's not really black, but it's got yes. a lot of jewels in it. I know that.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank you. And then we have Katrina with her link to the vampire group and we see a priest, uh, talk about the long exorcism that went wrong. Um, and then the vampire, uh, breaks into the monastery. Um, and the priest, um, wants to reverse the exorcism. Um, a body who's dead, but lives, but a, but lives is a vampire. Yeah. Well, so that gives us more feedback into everything. All right. Okay. So we still got Katrina showing us a vampire attack inside the church. Uh, and then Katrina reveals it's a cross that they're looking for. Um, <laughs>
1: And she looks happy about it, too. She's
0: like, they they found it. (laughs) I'm laughing at my note. I just have written here, hot monk. (laughs) (laughs) Only you. There was was a monk with a beard, probably. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: and your beard stuff,
0: man. I know, I know, I know. Okay, so um, (laughs) that's all I have written. There's no other... Nothing to tell
1: me why. Did, okay. Now in my notes, I've got flaming monk. So the, it was <laughs> it was the monk who caught on fire, and I was like, only in a John Carpenter. Movie.
0: Oh, wait a minute! That's probably what. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Thank you. <laughs>
1: oh, okay. So it was. The, it was. The, it wasn't that he was hot, but he was hot oh, from the fire.
0: <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Thank you so. much. That
1: that makes a little bit more sense.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> had, had I read flaming monk, I would have meant gay. Okay. <laughs> Pod monk was literal. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay. Oh. Anyway. So now we get backstory that the Black Cross was using the exorcism. It was moved um, from Spain to be hidden. To the mission, um, Father Molina? Father Mo, Mo, Molina? Molina? Something knew like it, that,
1: yeah.
0: Move its location, and that's why Valak had to get to him. Um, we see Valak removing the cross. Um,
1: and and summoning the
0: power of Skull. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> it really looked like it. By the that's power amazing. of Bercier, that's I very cool. Um, That's very cool. But no one knew that Prince Adam was He-Man. I love that. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the
1: Clark Kent Superman thing, you know?
0: Pretty much, but even more obvious because yeah. he wasn't wearing glasses <laughs> at all. just the tights. Um, and then we have Jack welcoming the father to the team. And then the priest is like, Father, forgive me. And we see um, Katrina sees Valak with the cross screaming, he found it! So we know that he has the cross in his possession now. Yeah. So they've, they've got one piece
1: of the puzzle and we... Well the team doesn't know but us the viewer knows that there's a couple more necessary pieces that need to fall into place.
0: Exactly. Um did I have a stroke? I don't. Or... Know. Did you? What? Okay, so when was the whole thing? No, it must be later. Never mind. With the whole like elevator thing, that's coming up later. Never mind. Oh, yeah, that's coming up in
1: like very soon actually. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we
0: go. Okay, so Now, the next day, they basically know where they need to go. So we've got Katrina and Montoya in his Jeep. And we've got um, in the armor car, we have uh, Father and um, Jack.
1: Yeah. And at this point, Katrina is just like vampire radar.
0: Totally. Yes, she totally is. Um, And then so there's carnage all over the monastery. There's blood running out of the fountain and the cross is missing. And Katrina tells him basically he's gone, and Jack's like she doesn't look so good. <laughs> she hasn't looked good for the entirety of this film.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> like if you just now looked at her, um. <laughs> and but did you notice how like Montoya is getting very like protective of her? Yeah, it, yeah. Like he's uh, he's fallen in
1: love with her basically over the span of like forty eight hours,
0: I think. Right. But what I find more disturbing is she might be liking him back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't try to bite him anymore. Maybe she knows yeah. that he's he's on his way to turning into a vampire as well.
0: I guess, but I'd like to hope that there are better male vampires for her to hook up with if she's into <laughs> men. <laughs> like Bruce Campbell. <laughs> anyone, yeah, anyone. And Gary Oldman's out there, girl. Oh, um, yeah, Gary Oldman, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, um, and basically almost get into like a fight over her, like the the way he's talking about her, and the priest has to break him up.
1: Yeah, because Jack wants to just be done with it and kill her. And yeah. montoya's like, no, and then you know, he stands up for her and they're about to they're about to
0: throw down. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then um the priest is like Valak wants to walk in the sun, we've got to stop this. And yeah, Montoya he's like, escorts her away from it. Yep. Yep. Um, do
1: you know we shouldn't be fighting amongst ourselves do you know why valak wants the cross he's like it's to complete the ritual to make the exorcism like to finish the exorcism i guess so that he can actually walk in the daylight
0: exactly so he too can be a well just a day walker not a gay walker. well he might be a gay walker you know we don't we don't don't know i don't get that i don't know if anything (laughs) he'd be a maybe a I don't even think he's a get that I didn't even get that vibe from him. Um, I don't
1: think he cares about anything sexual, as a matter of fact. Oh, you don't You don't think so? No, I think, like, he strikes me, like, just like Jack, uh, Valak strikes me as a very single-minded uh, individual who is, you know, he's like, I want to kill, I want to drink blood, and I want to walk in the
0: daylight. He's <laughs> like, I don't even think sex comes into play for him. The only thing is the thigh bite. To me, if you didn't care at all about sex, you would not have your face like that close to someone's crotch.
1: Yeah, that's true. That, that does kind of kill my whole um. Theory. He would just work for
0: her forehead. <laughs> and bite her on the for brains. <laughs> <laughs> or right on the bridge of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> you hold on your nose. Anyway, okay, so <laughs> so now we're back on the road. And uh, this is when uh, Katrina reveals that he's in Santiago and that um, um, they arrive at that ghost town. This is where I thought I had messed up. But now they're at the ghost town.
1: Right. And all of all of the master vampires have actually taken up residence there.
0: Yeah. And there is like no one in this town. This town is empty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drained of all life. Yep. Yep. Um, And they're saying that. uh, That. That. uh, he's everywhere. Like the, uh, you know, he could be in the prison. He could be anywhere, to, you know, to look around. So there is an abandoned prison, and that's where they decide they're going to search for uh, Balak. Yep. So this is where we have our priest removing his collar, and he suits up for battle. And he gets the, the chainmail neck guard. Mm-hmm. And then Montoya ties <laughs> Katrina's hands to the jeep.
1: Yep. <laughs> Which... Just brings up a whole slew of other questions
0: that I have. (laughs) Well, that's when I put in my notes, that's when you know it's real love. Oh, really? That's when you know it's love. He's like, don't go anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's real love if you have to be chained to a vehicle so you don't run off. (laughs)
1: They're doing that line in Predator, stick around.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then he promised, this is when Montoya promises to take care of her oh yeah like and she doesn't look like she wants to be
1: touched he's trying to caress her lovingly and she's like get away from me
0: (laughs) right exactly exactly he's not reading her uh message that she's sending loud
1: Uh, no she's like flashing red lights and he's thinking they're green
0: right exactly exactly um so (laughs) so they're using their flashlights to see they've got their weaponry and they're heading into the deep, dark recesses of the uh, closed off mine, a uh, prison. Um, yeah. I thought it was a mine shaft actually, but it does it's kind a, of look like one, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it's a prison. Yeah. And this is where we got like some little, like one liners, like, how do you like your steak bitch? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. And then with yeah. the, uh, when the master, the female master vampire comes up and she ends up breaking the thing and they're like, I didn't know they could do that. Yep, it's like uh-huh. how many masters have you gone up against, and none has ever like done that before.
0: Exactly, and so they're 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 kind of using uh, the father as bait, but he kind of goes off plan and um, takes the elevator down, and kind of he's supposed to stay on the elevator. Really, That's what he's supposed to be doing, just to lure them up.
1: Yeah, but something happened where he had to like go up into the service tunnel. Um, I cool. don't know what's
0: why it? he went up
1: there now, but it's
0: what's happening is Jack is actually watching him on a monitoring system. Okay, and so when he goes down, and I'm not, I don't, I'm reading through my notes is what I'm doing. So Jack's watching him on a monitor system. He's going down the dark hallway um, to to lure them back up. The vampire rushes into the elevator with them. They there's a fight ensues on the top of the. Oh, okay, yep. Okay, all right. And yeah, then- I was
1: a little, I, I'm. That scene, I guess it just completely blocked out of my mind, but now I remember it.
0: Yeah, and then so father, the the priest is okay after that, but the elevator door closes, and there's a vampire on the bottom of the elevator.
1: Yeah, and uh, she's the master who kind of uh, explosively exits the elevator, I guess.
0: Exactly, yes, exactly. And then this is where um, she grabs a hold of Jack as he's being pulled out.
1: Yeah, and he's, like, shooting her
0: in the face and everything. Exactly, exactly. And it's pretty gory. It's pretty, the kills are, I mean, if you're looking for gory vampire kills, you get them in this.
1: Yeah, it's uh, pretty crazy kills. Like, uh, there's a lot, Um, especially, like, at the beginning when that vampire took a stick to the forehead.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. Um, But now we're seeing that they're running out of daylight. The sun's going down. Um, And then this is where Montoya says, rule number 10, you can't kill a master at night. Yep. Um, And it's
1: like, why didn't we learn these rules at the beginning of the
0: film? You only know them when you need to. Yeah. It's a need to know basis. Exactly. Exactly. And this is where we see Katrina's eyes. And she's, she is definitely turning into a vampire Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. She's full on vampire. Mm -hmm. And uh, the vampires leave the prison and they attack Jack and uh, Montoya shoots from his Jeep. But it's too late because Katrina's a vampire now. Yeah. And she takes a big old bite. Yep, Exactly. And then uh, we get our priest hiding, cowering behind the bar and Jack is thrown to the tu- uh, to the truck roof.
1: Oh, yeah. By Valak. Yep. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and at this point, Jack is wondering why Valak doesn't just kill him. Exactly.
0: And then the scene you were talking about, um, like Montoya actually just kind of caresses her hair and he almost looks kind of orgasmic about the whole ordeal. Oh, yeah. when Yeah. She's feeding
1: on him and he's just like, do it. Oh, take me now. My body is ready. Mm
0: -hmm. And then did you notice, like, when she whispered into her ear, into his ear? Did you see that? And she's like, you're not valid. (laughs) For a moment there, I thought you were serious. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, what she does is she leaves the Jeep and just heads back to all the carnage.
1: Yeah, and uh, Montoya, as is uh, par for the course for him. He's a guy who likes to cauterize his wounds.
0: He's a big cauterizer. He yeah. is. Uh, now we've got fire burning. Jack's tied up to the front of the truck and the vampire is carrying the cross. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the Cardinal pops up to say, hey. it's like, guess what? Guess whose team I'm on? He's like, I just showed up to give you some exposition. <laughs> and we learned that his faith was lacking. Yeah. The idea of death terrifies him. So he decided to make a pact with the devil. And I'm like, what is Gwyneth Paltrow in this movie?
1: And then I was surprised when uh, Gwyneth Paltrow popped up with one of her candles. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Exactly. But no, no, he was referring to Valak. Uh, because what he has done is he has basically made a deal with Valak um, to basically he's become almost like his little dog, and he helped Valak out. So that's how Valak knew the guy's name. Yeah, um, because he's going to exchange um, basically his uh, mortal life for eternal life. And he's going to become a walking dead cardinal.
1: <laughs> walking dead cardinal. I like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And don't you just
1: love it when we've reached that point in the movie where the bad guy is explaining all of the the mechanics and of their plan. <laughs> it's like, this will go off without a hitch. You know? And, and it's like, uh, you will be... Uh, set ablaze upon a burning cross at the break of dawn and Valak will become <laughs> immortal, blah, 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 this and that. And it's like, don't tell your fucking plans to people.
0: <laughs> well, and then he's like, and this is my social security card number. And this is my bank card pin.
1: <laughs> uh, it's like, th- this is a photograph of my face. You can uh, put on a right. laminate.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, and then this is where, you know, par for the course, not out of character, Jack uh, calls Balak a pole smoking fashion victim. Yeah, he's like, he's like,
1: come on, come on, taste my blood, man! I'll let you bite my ass, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, I-, I think Jack is into that cake, or at least James Woods. He's like, well, what would Jack Crow like? Well, Jack Crow I mean, likes the likes the real hardcore kinky shit. And <laughs> uh,
0: now, I, this is you may have given this, this no thought whatsoever, but to me. James Woods would just reek of cigarette smoke 24-7. Really? I don't know why. Is he, he, he a so smoker? In my mind, he, I don't know. He just seems like he would reek of cigarette smoke to me in my mind. So, like oh, the thought of okay. like even like biting him anywhere, you would just, he would taste like cigarette. <laughs> it's just like an ashtray. <laughs> exactly. His ass would taste like an ashtray. Yeah. He's anyway. like licking an ashtray. Right. So, basically, he's wanting, he's trying to goad Balak into untying him so they can fight. Yeah. Uh, and
1: which uh, is, Kind of stupid because it's like you're not going to win in a fight against Valak. I mean, this guy karate chopped somebody's head off. What do you think you're going to be able to do?
0: Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then uh, he, and the, Valak's just like, what will silence you? What's going to shut you up? What does it take to shut you up? And then Katrina walks, uh, saunters in
1: with like blood dripping down her face.
0: Exactly. And then he's like, you know, you're a lone crusader. You are a one man army now.
1: Yeah, and he says, for 600 years, I've fed on your kind.
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly, yeah. He deserves a break today. It's like, now, Mm -hmm. I will be the day walker. And then Blade
1: shows up and kicks his ass.
0: Right, Right. and just
1: Tracy Lewis for no reason. He's like, motherfucker, stop trying to ice skate uphill.
0: Exactly, exactly. Um, And then this is where we see that Montoya is um, actually... Uh, he exits the Jeep with his gun and he fires off around. And then this is where we talk about, he uses that barrel to cauterize his neck wound. <laughs> oh yeah. I thought that was uh, after Katrina. Bitten. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, but you know, he's not down for the count. He's just a vampire, but you know, what's he going to do with that gun? Yeah. What's he going to do with that gun? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and then Jack's like kind of goading Valak. He's like, what do you want from me? And Valak's like, you hate me. Uh, you hate what you've made, you fear it and you feed, and this is where he's like, he's like, you, uh, you feed on you've, sorry, I've fed on humans for 600 years. And, um, then he leaves and the Cardinal starts the ceremony. And this is where, uh, the whole thing you were talking about, the whole spiel and everything that he gives.
1: Oh yeah. I, sorry, I didn't mean to jump.
0: Oh again. no, don't apologize. No, no, no. I just have to stick with these notes. Otherwise I'm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here I am just uh, throwing a monkey wrench into the works at every oh, turn. You're fine.
0: You're fine. Um, and then we see that Father Adams is actually in the truck prepping things. Um, uh, we've got uh, Balak praying. Uh, and then we have Montoya with his binoculars. And the Cardinals performing the ceremony. And, and I love
1: this part. I love on, what happens exactly. next.
0: <laughs> yeah, he cuts Jack's thigh, and the blood is pouring into a chalice. And that. Um, I put down veiny valic drinks.
1: Veiny Val. Yeah, his head was extremely veiny.
0: Yeah. The sun's rising. And then um the priest uh shoots the cardinal.
1: And I thought that was the best part. I was like, That's fuck cool. yeah, you deserve it, bitch. Exactly. <laughs> and then um he took a the- shotgun wound to the chest, man.
0: Yep. <laughs> and we have valic uh uh is basically saying the priest is the, the Father Adams. is Basically, now going to have to finish the ceremony.
1: Yeah. Did you see when the cardinal got shot? Valak was like hissing. He's like, no. Why?
0: <laughs> I would hiss too. If I had a reason to hiss, I would just hiss. I like for any reason, like a paper cut. Like, a, like, if I tried to return something, I was like thirty-one days past. Like you know, thirty days. I was like the one day past. I You're would like, hiss. Yeah, and I'd like you know, flick the dirt underneath my fingernails with their eyes. Um. And the priest is basically like, I'm just gonna commit suicide. Yeah. And then Alex threatens to burn was he gonna burn his dick off? I mean <laughs> <laughs> I <heard laughs> down he threatened to burn Jack's sack.
1: <laughs> He's like, I will set him on fire if you do not come. So fucking what? You're not gonna complete the ritual anyway.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um and then uh all of a sudden we've got uh um uh uh Help me, I'm drawn. Montoya, right? In his Jeep. Oh his yeah, Jeep. Montoya. Oh, Montoya, uh, Montoya for the yep. rescue. Yep, and drags him off. Um, now and, and then Father uh Adams frees Jack and it's daybreak and a battle ensues.
1: Yeah, all the all the other masters are kind of like trying to find a place to hide
0: or dig themselves into the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Which cannot be a fast thing to do. I don't care if vampire or not. It's still going to take some time.
1: Yeah. And they're just like hissing at the sun and Valak is (laughs) extremely pissed. He's like, fuck, I can't touch the cross.
0: Um, And then Jack brandishes it as he enters an abandoned garage.
1: Yeah. And I didn't know that was a garage. I thought it was like some kind of barn that they went into.
0: I, you know what? I made the leap because there was cars parked in there. That's why I wrote down garage. I just oh. like there's cars in here. We're gonna call it a garage. Nice. <laughs> I didn't even see the cars. <laughs> um, that's the only reason I did it. Okay. Um, and then um, uh, um he's like, uh, you know, give us the cross. Give me the cross. And Jax, how's that? Uh, how's that? <laughs> yeah, after six hundred years, what how's that you? dick working? Like he really
1: cares about uh, like dicks a lot. Oh.
0: Uh, what if Balak had said, fine, but it needs a little help?
1: Oh, shit. Well, that would be a whole different movie, I
0: think. Yeah, would Jack have been like, that's what I've been waiting. For.
1: It's like, oh, now I've got some mahogany of my own.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then uh, <clears throat> Balak leaps, but he's impaled on the cross, <laughs> which breaks.
1: It's kind of weird because it's almost like he wanted to get impaled because like, ha ha, you think that this will kill me? You know, he does that Jesus Christ pose once again.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It means like, you can't kill me. Yeah. And Jack jumps <laughs> up and causes the loose ceiling boards to fall, letting the sunlight in to kill Val.
1: And holy fucking shit, man. Like, I guess the master of the master vampires, like they don't just turn red they don't turn red with flames. They just
0: actually explode. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm like, were you just so caught up in this that you like, that was your, that was your folly that you just, that's what caused your doom because I mean, it's daylight. You're in a building. You got, I mean, you know I'm saying like, you're really that vain that you didn't think this through that. There's just some loose boards and he's going to jump up and that's going to be your downfall. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. no. I don't
1: get that either. I kind of think it was like, all right. So, masters are probably not as strong when the daylight is up. But I mean, if they're out of the sun, then they will still be significantly stronger than a human.
0: And, right. I would have made damn sure that <laughs> I was not going to be exposed to loose boards. Loose, you know, <laughs> loose boards.
1: Oh, but I mean, maybe he. It was kind of like. um you know how the creature in Phantoms were like, where Ben Affleck was like, this thing believes that it's the devil, and pride is the pride is the downfall because it thinks that there's nothing that can beat it. So maybe Valak thought that he couldn't be defeated by Jack even in the daylight, and so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Jack is like, well, here, let me just kick this thing out of the way and reveal the sun to you. <laughs> you know, Oh <You're> wrong? <laughs> He's like, "Oh shit! It's too oh, bright no, in
0: here."
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm on fire. I'm gonna explode. Now he knows how poor, poor Udo felt. All right, yeah. Oh. well, it, Udo Kierman. It looked like his skin was just peeling away, turn, oh, being turned no. inside out,
0: and everything. Poor Udo.
1: It's like I think I would uh, rather blow up than than have. Oh like, yeah,
0: yeah. That looked way more painful. Exactly. Oh, hell yeah. At least, uh, at least. Uh, Valak got to keep his teeth.
1: Yeah, right? He didn't get him pulled out for uh, no. seven years.
0: No. So now we have Montoya telling Katrina that he'll be back and it'll be okay. And they exchange a, a bloody kiss.
1: Mm, which is, I don't know. It just says like all kinds of things about the, how different would it have been if that was actually Bruce Campbell? <laughs> you know? yeah. Oh shit. It, it just, just makes me. Thing. Like, I think of the Baldwin boy as kind of like a sexual deviant, you know, to be
0: honest. The whole thing was so weird. It's just so weird. Anyway. (laughs) So then that's when we get uh, Jack emerging from the garage in the sunlight. And he tells Montoya that he looks like feces. And Montoya's like, we're going south. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. He's like, how long were you bit? And he's like, two days. Yeah. And the priest pulls out a gun. And, uh, Jack's like, uh, if a partner was it rule number one, if a partner has been by a vampire, never, ever let him live.
1: Yeah. And I love how these arbitrary rules just kind
0: of pop right up. Exactly. 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 Um, and he real, yeah, he was bitten two days ago. Uh, but he covered, but he's like, I want to point out that I still covered your ass. Yep. And Jack's like, okay, well I owe you two days back. And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, wherever you go, I'll find you and the girl too. And I'll kill you. Yeah. I'm going to shove a stake
1: right in your ass. I mean he didn't say that, but
0: oh, I'm assuming that's what
1: Jack would say.
0: You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then I put down another male bonding moment. And then Montoya gets in his armored truck and departs.
1: And then uh that western that weird western music, bow, 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 bow. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> or I'm I'm not doing it any justice, but yeah, that music started playing.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And, and then, then uh Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, this is where he asked that priest. He's like, when you, when you were staking that vampire, did it give you wood? And the priest retorts with uh mahogany, teak, major chubby.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I was like, good, good on you, Padre. You're like fucking yeah. him right back.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, um, now did you, uh, did you have anything else to add any, I like, did
1: this one thing oh. that I had. I mean, while we were talking and looking at the Baldwin boys and everything, I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." So apparently, Ac- bleh, Alec Baldwin had briefly accepted the role before declining it early into pre-production and passing it on to his brother, John Carpenter. Are you, are you me, are you serious? I'm a hundred percent serious. Oh. <laughs> so.
0: John oh, Carpenter, now, you gotta give me a minute to soak this in. So now, this <laughs> could have been a vampire movie with shirtless, Alice ba- shirtless Alec Baldwin. It could have been, yes. Oh man, okay, go ahead.
1: And uh, John Carpenter had not seen any of Daniel Baldwin's work and had the actor read for him. Smart. So, you know, it could have been Alec, man, because he wow. he briefly accepted before he was like, "No, nah, this is too weird for me." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder if he didn't, now this is just me, but I wonder if it wasn't the whole particular role. Because I mean, it's, it really is pretty awful when you think about, it. not the, not the, what am I trying to say? Not awfully written, but like the character is horrible towards women. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Alex, like, I don't want to play this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause he, he was James Bond, right? No, he
1: wasn't. I thought no. he was 007. No. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm way off. <laughs> Holy shit. I thought Alec Baldwin was one of the was one of the James Bonds.
0: No, he was The Shadow.
1: Yeah, I remember um, him in The Shadow. But I really thought he played James Bond.
0: No. Okay. I wonder who you're thinking of because we had Timothy Dalton, Daniel Craig,
1: Roger Moore Uh, One
0: of of the newer James
1: uh, Well not newer But the 90s Bond
0: Are you thinking Of the Remington Steel guy um, From Nomads (sighs) Oh my gosh Um, uh, Oh my gosh Uh, I'm drunk Like I was saying Let me look Here we Let me just real quick Because he was nude In Nomads So I'll never
1: forget I don't remember Nomads Oh are you serious With Adam Ann And Josie Cotton
0: You Uh, might like No I don't think I've seen that one actually Seriously Oh my gosh Then we might have To cover that one Um All right, who
1: was 07 in the nineties? Let me look at because all right, if it wasn't Alec Baldwin. Pierce Bronson? Yes. Ah, fuck me in the ass. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Pierce Bronson. Another foolish thing where it's like I take one actor and I put him in the place of another. But yeah, I thought. That Alec Baldwin was 007, but I must have been thinking of Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. Yep, exactly. Okay, Okay. I'm a fool, and um, this takes more and more of my credibility away each time that we discuss
0: things. (laughs) You're fine. So I have a couple of things. So since we're on Daniel, I'll just put this out there. So now in 1998, uh, there was the Stinker's Bad Movie Awards, and he actually took that home for Worst Supporting Actor for this film. Well, he was pretty bad in this movie. Um, I, See, you say that, but I didn't really think he was, he's not Alec Baldwin, you know, but like, I didn't think he was bad in the movie. I just thought he was an awful character, but I didn't really look at it and think, oh, you're a bad actor. I just thought you're not Alec Baldwin.
1: Okay. See, I didn't think that. I just was like, well, what's the purpose of this?
0: See, many, you're, I mean, clearly you're not, I, I'm in the, uh minority here because clearly a lot of people thought he was bad because he got an award. I <laughs> wonder, I wonder if he accepted it and I oh, wonder yeah. if Alex still teases him to this day for getting it. Um,
1: Now, how many Baldwin brothers are there?
0: Oh, there's a couple. Cause there's. The, Daniel-
1: re- I'm remembering yeah. the one from biodome with Polly Shore, but that was not Daniel Baldwin. That must've been another Baldwin brother.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, let's see here.
1: Let me see. I'm looking up biodome right now because I want to know which of the Baldwins was in it.
0: Um, oh, Stephen Baldwin. Okay. Stephen, yeah. Isn't there William, William Baldwin? William Baldwin.
1: Yeah. Okay. What did William who was William Baldwin? Like what movie was was he? William known
0: Baldwin for? was in um, Shiver. No, not Shiver. Sorry, Sliver. 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 Um, Sliver that's the one with okay. Sharon Stone, where they're in the apartment and there's like all these cameras spying on them. He was in Backdraft. Okay, I remember um, back wrap, but yeah, back draft, yeah, yeah back um, Again, he's not important to me. Um, there's a lot of Baldwin's. Then, holy there's shit, a lot of Baldwin's. All riding on Alex Coattail. <laughs> yeah, there's a plethora of Baldwin's. My goodness. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, um, and then now. Couple of places I looked said that this was the only financially successful carpenter film of the nineties at the time.
1: Really? Um yeah.
0: what Ghosts
1: of Mars, was that in the nineties too? Or oh, was, I love Ghost of Mars. <laughs>
0: it was so weird and quirky, but yeah, I love that one. I think it, it was 2001.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it I thought that took place like in the like very end of the nineties, but maybe
0: No, it was a it was not in nineties. I know that. Oh, okay. Uh, not sure on the exact date, but it was not in nineties um and also um the oh 25th- that, that sorry that was
1: 2001 yeah wow why was i thinking 99
0: meth is the only thing i can think
1: math <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> i was using meth and not even realizing it
0: um but the 25th saturn awards um the movie won for best actor best makeup and best music um uh, the film was nominated as was cheryl lee but neither one of those won But um, the International Horror Guild Awards, the film won and um, the film was nominated and won for that one. I don't know if Cheryl Lee was nominated or won for that as well, but I do know that she was nominated for the Saturn Awards but did not win that one. So, I mean, it was recognized at the time. You know, people did appreciate it for what it was, just not me. Um, But now (laughs) I, I actually really enjoy it for what it is. It's a very fun vampire movie. Um, it's super misogynistic. It's yeah. horribly misogynistic. Um, but if you can get past that, uh, it, it's it's a fun entry into the vampire sub-genre. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. I'm not saying that. If you're a carpenter completist, you've got to see the thing.
1: Yeah. I would well, say- and vampires. <laughs> and it's just like even um, in the 90s, I didn't. Well, I was in my twenties, so I was at that point in my life, it was just like things didn't affect me the same way that they do now. Where it's like when I see him like kicking the crap out of Katrina or just like using all those terms and everything, it didn't affect me as much back then as it does now, where it's like, wow, that that's some pretty fucked up shit to say. Um and so I guess like what we were talking about earlier, when when you revisit them, they kind of they kind of, uh, y- you know, you changed person and it's like, wow, that didn't bother me before, but it does bother me a little bit now.
0: Well, it also, the fact that she's a sex worker is even very, uh, interesting to me because, you know, for like decades, you know, uh, sex and I'm talking real, not in horror movies, but like sex workers, they you know, uh, murders or crimes against them were treated very differently than if, you know, it was a, a female of a different profession,
1: right? You know, they Basically, like, were treated not like real people.
0: No. Exactly, they were. Yeah, they were subhuman just because of their profession. Mm-hmm. And I find it interesting that she's a sex worker as well in the film. I know there's so many uh, like different like uh, layers and nuances to this film that like I'm like, are they purposeful or you know? I think sometimes things just happen and there really wasn't a lot of thought put into them at the time. That you can go back and look at it now. And it's like that's very interesting. Right. Um, I I think it makes for a very interesting watch. I I would do so open mindedly. Um, I don't think, I mean, not to negate anyone's viewpoints or anything, but this would be an easy film to uh, put on, watch a couple minutes, be like, I'm offended, I'm not going to finish it, see it.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's what I had in my one of uh, near the end of my note taking. I was like, this movie would not survive the 2020s environment.
0: Yes, um, but it... Because mm, people me would...
1: Friend. I think people would be really up in our If this movie was made now and it had everything that it did from 98, uh, it really wouldn't do it.
0: Right. Now, and I'm only speaking for me. I'm not speaking for anyone. I'm not even speaking for you. Um, I'm only speaking for me, uh, my half of the, the co-hosting of the show. Um, I don't like... Um, Depriving myself of viewing anything, for um, fear of it affecting my sensibilities, because I would like to see all that I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think it makes me a, a well-rounded person. Um,
1: well, I think you know, we're I'm in the same camp with you uh, on that subject, because it's it's like okay, I know it's a movie, and it's not going to what. I can't think of the word, but I mean, it's not going to really mean anything for me in the long run. There'll be a lot of stuff that I don't like. And it's like, Oh, well, I don't agree with that, but I'm not going to say, Oh, nobody should see this. You know, if that makes any sense. Yeah, uh,
0: correct. Yeah. And also to me, I'm not saying, uh, that you should, you should pick up a, a uh, any person, or you know, a female or a sex worker, and you know, <laughs> tie them to a bed, tape them, beat them, and strip them nude. Um, oh. That's how I'm. Saying. <laughs> but in, in this case, this is a character that is doing this to another character. Yeah, um, I'm not saying it validates it. I'm saying that that's what's happening with this character to another character in this film.
1: Right, and it's um, how the story. It's how the story was written. It's how it plays along. It doesn't have anything to do with
0: reality. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's okay at all. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying for this film to proceed the way it does, Mm -hmm. it's integral part of the film at the time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, but I do think it's, uh, it's a entertaining vampire film. Um, I like the Southwestern setting. Um, I find it very interesting that it's a John Carpenter film, because to me, it just doesn't seem like a John Carpenter film in a lot of ways.
1: Right. Like I was saying, it seems like a, uh, an action horror film. Um, but I think that's what Carpenter was going for, because he said, I remember watching the... Now, I never watch like the uh, the interviews afterwards, usually, but I remember watching it on the DVD commentary and Carpenter was saying that he wanted this to be very different. He wanted it almost to be like a Western. Um, because apparently no one had done that before. And so like the vision that he had for this film was to be like a, a Western with vampires in it and, and like very, very action oriented kind of thing.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm. Hmm. I want to do something very quickly because I, I, this really does seem very much like near dark and i'm trying to figure out see near dark was 1987 when was this this was a 90s movie yeah this is 98 wow see this feels a lot like near dark to me interesting okay well who you know what he may have never seen near dark i don't know um interesting i always like when people make these statements but i'm like I don't know. Who knows? You know, I do. Maybe, maybe some people do create in a bubble and they really don't aren't exposed to other things. Or, you know what? Sometimes I think people see things and they don't really even realize. How do I say this? It's almost like you don't even file it. Like you just see it. And then it's like a, uh, like a, like a, uh, like a, uh, uh, like a funnel. Like it's, it's like in and out, you know what I mean? Like you don't retain it or anything. So it's like, Maybe there was no recollection of his mind of even seeing the film if he had seen the film.
1: Yeah, or it could have gone, gone in the back of his mind and not even realized that it might have
0: influenced his vision in a way. Right. Yeah. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many ways to look at it. But yeah, it it, it is a very cool. It would make a actually a cool. I think triple feature with Near Dark and From Dust Till Dawn, like you were saying.
1: Oh hell yeah! Most definitely. Like if they were to put that in a triple pack, I would buy it. Oh yeah, or I'd actually like to sit
0: in a, a drive in and watch it.
1: That's cool. I, I haven't been to like a, a drive in movie in decades.
0: So <laughs> oh, no. yeah, no, that would be great. I could just picture it me and Daniel and I'd be handcuffed and taped. Who's Daniel? Baldwin. Oh <laughs> I was like, wait a
1: minute. <laughs> I'd watch you eat popcorn in front of me. <laughs> oh. He would hand you a burger and then you would politely decline. I just want a cigarette. <laughs> He'd be uh, like, hey, man, you got to eat something. The virus is moving through your system.
0: Right. And I'd be like, now, when is Alec supposed to join us? <laughs>
1: he's Like, sorry, change of plans. Bruce Campbell's coming.
0: Yeah. He'd be like, well, it was supposed to be Alec, but he couldn't make it. So I just came up instead. <laughs> I I believe you. I'm not doubting you, but I can't see Alec Baldwin doing this. I really, I in my heart of hearts, I bet he read the script and he's like, this is not for me. Yeah. Daniel will do it.
1: <laughs> he probably, <clears throat> I'm sorry, excuse me. He probably said yes at first. And then like after reading the script, like you said, he was like, eh, I'm not really into this.
0: Yeah, right. So now, I don't even know if we said this. Would you recommend it, Rob?
1: Oh, definitely I would. Okay.
0: I would too. I would recommend it just with the caveat. Kind of know what you're getting into. I don't want to recommend this to someone and have them be. Uh, you know, offended by it or anything like that. But I, as long as yeah. you're with you, I think you would, you know, watch it with an open mind, you know, vampire lover, carpenter, completist, I think you will enjoy it. Or yeah. at least it's worth seeing.
1: Just uh, go with the disclaimer that you're probably going to get offended because it's a 98 film. And, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s, the it was a very different time. And so there was a lot of offensive shit being done.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Like burying yourself in
1: dirt—that's <laughs> the most offensive thing. I mean, I'm highly offended by that scene. That really stuck in my craw. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that the next time we uh get together, we're going to be covering the blob. Am I right? That, not the old one, the remake. Yep, we're going to be covering that—the yeah, pink Smith. blob pink flops yeah exactly with shawnee smith and uh the, the kevin dylan not matt Dillon. not matt dylan kevin dylan <laughs> <laughs> much like this movie not, not the more. it's a, it's a different dylan yeah different dylan <laughs> right It'll be, i remember
1: um, being afraid to go into movie theaters because of the movie theater scene in this film
0: really mm-hmm. yeah. oh that's awesome i was like i
1: don't want to be taken over by a big pink thing <laughs> <laughs> I need to plan my escape route accordingly, you know?
0: Exactly. I'm going to sit closest to the exit door. Yeah. You know, that's funny. All right. Well, I think that we have totally beaten vampires to death. We have staked it. We have have put many stakes in this. We have. We have. And again, I had the best time with you as always, Rob. I really do enjoy our conversations. I do too. It's always a fun time. All right. So I want to thank you guys for uh, staying with us because the more the scarier.
1: Oh wait, before that, we should probably ask oh them my to uh, you know, you can hit it. if you have a movie recommendation or something that you would like to cover us to cover in a future episode, you can send us an email at mmccpod at gmail.com.
0: And I am always out there in the internet uh, ether, just chilling. So if you want to reach us, we are Midnight Mass Creature Cast. Over at Instagram, and you know what? We've been getting more and more followers, and I do appreciate you guys so much. Yeah, that's amazing. Every one of you,
1: like when you showed me that photograph of all the fo- all the new followers, I was like, "Holy shit, that is incredible!" <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wow, we're really uh, making a difference out there."
0: I know I, that makes me so happy, and I hope you appreciate what we're putting out there. And uh, please feel free to reach out. And I, I enjoy. I've, there's been a couple of people I've a uh, conversed with, and I do love that, and I'm always happy to talk. So. Just let me know, and uh, if there's anything you want to see or hear us talk about, or anything cool like that, we'd be happy to cover a film that you recommend from the '80s or '90s. Right on, including striptease with Demi Moore. Strip
1: <laughs> a GI Jane. GI <laughs> Jane. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I've never seen that.
1: Uh, I'm guilty of seeing it.
0: Now, is it because of your love for Demi? Uh,
1: probably. I had a I had a bit of a crush on her
0: back then. Yeah. No. But yet you've never seen Parasite.
1: Parasite,
0: Parasite, Parasite. Is
1: that the, is that the Korean film?
0: No, no. no. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, It's a a really bad, uh, really bad 3D movie. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, it was her first film. Hot damn. I'm going to have to go check that out. Oh, you don't have to. (laughs) <laughs> no, I,
1: I'd like to. I'm a, I'm a completist, completionist.
0: <laughs> well, do me a favor. If you're going to watch it, I don't want you to watch it for no reason. So later on down the line, we'll do it if you want to.
1: Yeah, I'll take some notes on and have it ready. Okay. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I can't, I can't exactly say that I'm going to love it, but I mean. Oh, no,
0: you can't say that. It'll still be a fun journey. Well, Okay.
1: <laughs> or I mean, I'd love to
0: just completely shit all over the film. <laughs> we can do that too. Yeah, I just feel bad. Broke me my mouth now. Um, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. So that's how you can reach us. And we definitely would love to hear from you. And then we do appreciate you for joining us because the more, the scarier, I always say that. And I mean it from the bottom of my dark heart.
1: Yeah. And we hope you'll join us next week as we cover the blob. And until then stay spooky.
0: All right. Over and out
1: guys.